This is, this is promo time. You promo time? All right, well, you better be ready, because after hey, this... Trying to bring home the gold! Oh! I am not gay. I have relationships with women. Sex with men. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. Uh, I have nothing to say about that. It doesn't get old. Oh, I think you had a promo. <laughs> I was waiting because you're like, I got beer, baby. I got, I got a promo. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's the point. That's the thing. Zach cut the promo, and I I, try, I waterfall the beer until he finishes. Oh. I couldn't. I didn't had no promo. But then you had to hit us with the whole, that means you're gay. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what gets me every time it's that music. Yeah, it's the Guts uh, victory song at the end, pretty much. I think I like uh, the I like the one where it's I think it was what was that beyond the outer limits where he's like wait I'm retarded yeah oh no the qu- quantum <laughs> leap quantum leap quantum leap quantum leap yeah he's like wait what this whole time yeah none of this ever happened oh my god <laughs> oh my god I almost said something really bad but like he was he was actually we're already there we're already I, there I was rooting for him in this pay per view uh, and it's. <laughs> The, bulldog. About the, the, the guy that interviewed British Bulldog. No, yeah. no. You know what? Honestly, he did a good job, though. Better, better than any WWE backstage interviewer. Better. Hot take. Hot take. His interview was a highlight of this show. It stuck out to me, and I was like, "Good for him." Mm-hmm. That was, we'll get there. I, we'll get we're, there. We're burying the lead. We'll get there. We're, yes. bur- we're burying the lead. It, Thirty years ago, shit. <laughs> Uh, as uh, if you watch our Big Trouble little podcast when we did the the lighthouse, they ain't got they ain't no goddamn news. But he says I got goddamn thoughts. Add a page. Oh my god, is he okay? He yeah. he did a wrestling move and uh, things happen and somehow. <laughs> dign- I will say this: I want to take my foot out of my mouth from what I said Tuesday. I mentioned watching that right away. And I'm not gonna lie, with how everything happened, and they fumbled, but how, but it, it was in a way that they fumble things all the time. I legitimately didn't know if that was an injury or if that was some weird attempt for them to try to make a shoot, like a work shoot injury, because they they fumbled like that before without us knowing, and it's like what. The thing that gets me is, I, I didn't get the X. Ref, I know the ref handled it well, but. My my weird brain was triggered to think, oh, if it's real, he'll put the X up. Unless John Cena comes out, because that's that's the only time the X isn't real. But <laughs> but no, really, like I, I actually thought that was a when I first watched it, I I didn't rewind it because we were getting ready to do the show. I really thought that was a work thing, but it was like, well, that just seems kind of weird. I don't know. I'll look at this later. We did the show, and then after the fact, I realized, oh, he really got injured. So apologize for that. Like I say, they did a bad job. They weren't what they had. Yeah, they kind of just have to do that when the guy gets knocked the fuck out. Uh, it's not their fault, but they, they had pictures like he died. Uh, like, you're oh, like, yeah. get better, or like, uh, I was like, wait a second, I was like, what's going on here? Is he <laughs> did he like get catch the coof so hard that he like yeah. died? No, 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 it's actually here's what it is. I'll put it together. There, how many football teams are there in Florida, like NFL teams? I two, there are two Jacksonville yeah. and Miami. 
And Miami fucked up this whole concussion oh, thing. Three, last Tampa couple Bay weeks. as well. Oh, fuck. Tampa doesn't count. Tampa's like just yeah. offshore Mexico, whatever bullshit. But point is, Miami fucked the whole thing up with Tua, where they were like, the guy died on the field, and they were like, ah, whatever. Uh, and let him play the next week, and then he died again. And everyone was like shitting all over them to the point that they like fired the, the doc that cleared him and whatever, you know, all that nonsense. So I feel like this that was like a weird, like, cheeky thing for them to be like overly concerned to like sh- like kind of shit like low-key on Miami is like oh, Jacksonville we take care of our players and Tony takes care of all of his guys no matter what sport they're in well MJ <laughs> that's me that's me being facetious though like I, I don't well MJ broke broke character on Twitter like that's, actually that was funny you see the reply tweet he had no I didn't so he said prayers for Hangman and then after he said oh I just learned he's okay and I feel like a piece of shit putting this out there like a fucking poor <laughs> <laughs> or something to that effect. It was that word for word. That everybody, everybody else's reaction though is like really strange to me. It's like they're like overly concerned about him. Like it was like he was a Fabergé egg or something. Like he was incredibly yeah. fragile. Well, yeah. Just... Well, I don't think they knew what was wrong with him yet. And like the way he fell. It, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of like how Big E fell. Everybody watched Big E fall. And like, oh, he died. They're like, oh shit, he broke his neck. Well, he can he walk? I, I kind of get it, but after mm-hmm. they knew he was okay, it's like, oh, okay, it's he's fine. It didn't even look that oh. bad to me, though. It just looked like a shitty bump. No, it, exactly. That's that's why I thought it might have been a work, because it kind of looked like one of those, like, it looked like a ricochet bump. Like, ricochet takes that shit all the time, and I couldn't really tell, based on how I watched it, you know, in one take. Like, I don't even I don't even mean that. I mean, it looked like they tried to bump, and they fucked up, and it just looked really shitty. Like, not even like, oh, my God, just like, oh, that was... He, he oh no no I, I'm saying the same thing like I mean except the way like I guess what I'm, I get I was getting at was the way Ricochet will land or like Pack will land sometimes where they'll like right at the last second like use their hand to catch all of the force I, I just couldn't tell if it was one of those deals but it was just like a really bad collision but he was okay yeah like you just don't know you, like that, that that was my problem is like oh I don't know if this actually is a thing that they're just doing a bad job with or if it's real but. I guess we'll wait and see. Prayers, prayers for Hangman. Pray for him. I'm like, what the fuck? He just got knocked out. I mean, like, I'm not trying to downplay that, but it's like, mm-hmm. how many other people have been knocked out this year? Nobody fuck, fucking put up prayers for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. I think it's a good thing that he's he's better, and it's good that they have more awareness about it. But yeah, I agree. Uh, there was another stiff match that happened. I don't know if you guys did. That is a little bit of news, but we'll talk I, about it in a sec. I didn't even know that Dynamite got switched this week, so I missed it. <laughs> no, you're fine. That's probably why you guys were so confused when I was talking about it Tuesday. Like, what like, what the mean? fuck are you talking about? Are they yeah, <laughs> they did a weird Tuesday night thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, the uh, the I, I want to say that the original plan, I don't know if the whole original plan was for Moxley to win this and then it'd be Moxley versus MJF. It probably was because of the whole setup with uh, Regal, which again, you, if you guys haven't watched that promo yet and then watch the this, this stuff at the end after the, the Hangman match, you should watch it because it was really good. But uh, MJF cut one of the best five promos of his career, which is absurd saying how young he is. Um, but it's worth it. And then immediately Regal shits all over that promo. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah. So and there's a clear relationship there that they build on and they don't even hold back. They just talk all kinds about like the WWE developmental system and, and kind of shit all over it. But not like in a way like they're intentionally shitting on it. They just talk about the process and you know, it is what it is. But um 
and then anyway, he's playing games. I did wonder if the original plan may have been actually to have Hangman win that and it be set up, but I, I don't think so. I think the entire plan is how it happened would work. It's just Hangman wasn't supposed to be knocked out like that. I think it was supposed to be something else. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we're also getting work and they just did a really shitty job of it. Tony's blurred lines, you know, Whoa. whatever. Uh, did you hear about the Athena dark match? That got, apparently was so stiff that people in the back were like, is everything okay? No. Yeah. I heard about it this morning. So Athena had a match with a local in, in Toronto last week. And this match aired on Monday, like on their dark elevation show. You know, everybody's talking about it or whatever. Apparently the, the girl, she was a native to uh, Toronto. So she was getting a bunch of cheers. So on the fly, uh, they decided to switch it up and Athena played heel and Athena went really fucking hard. And actually, some of the bumps that uh, were given were outrageous. There's a drop kick. It looks like she kicks her fucking soul out of this girl. It, it is really stiff, but it looks good. I didn't think anything bad about it. But apparently, a bunch of people went online and said women shouldn't hit each other that hard. That, like, it, it got really weird and, and uh, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> apparently, there was a concern through it. They were actually fighting. Like, they were, they were intentionally fighting with each other during the Wait, match. And... And that wasn't the case at all as a whole. They just did a really good job of selling a match where they beat the hell out of each other to the point that management in the back thought there might actually be real tension, but they were happy as could be. Oh, no, that's just that's just, that's just them at this point now after seeing Punk go, is they okay? <laughs> Do they hate well, each other? Yeah, well, that's just the report. It was like, there's knee-jerk of, hey, is everything cool with you guys? I'm like, oh, no, that was a great match, right? And then afterwards, Road Dog and, um, and Dutch Mantel were apparently like, yeah, women shouldn't hit each other that hard. Like the only like I, I can't. Someone made some comment about dishwashers, and I'm that a road was, dog. That's about as far as that went. And then, what? yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. But uh, you would be fucking saying that shit if it was Ronda Rousey doing it or something. It was just like a well, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a discussion if two guys were fighting. Like I think it's because of two women. But like really though, you it was like you guys watched the the, the Dave Chappelle thing uh, where one. Charlie Murphy. Talks about how he kicked the shit out of Rick James, and he goes, "I kicked the shit out of him," and it kicked him. That's how she kicked her. She like really, it was like a Johnny Cage. I, I, I kicked her fucking soul out of her body. What the five fingers say to the face? Lock. Half four thumbs. So give those titties four thumbs down. Maybe you should turn heel and just kick the shit out of people. That's kind of what I want. I, I was hoping they just let her be like, just like full on. Thick booty. I'm going to kick everybody in the fucking chest and, and, and win matches that way because it, it looks kind of dirty. As far as I know, in her career, I don't really think she's ever been heel unless it's some weird independent that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. I, don't I mean, know. that would make sense, though. Like, if she's done it indie. But, yeah, I don't think she's ever been anything heelish in any, like, main programming. I don't remember any run in NXT. No, she was always babyface in WWE. Yeah, she looked too cool to, to do anything else. Or as her as uh, Kurt Angle says, WWE. Oh my WWE. God. <laughs> WWE. He WWE. pisses me off all the time. <laughs> he took w- too many beads. He took too many bumps. He's, yeah. We're lucky he's yeah. alive. He can't <laughs> talk anymore. He's full on Fred Flintstone. Dude, what I love about Kurt right Angle is that he's always like he has a good sense of humor. Like when he did the whole edge thing again with the uh, you know I'm dumb and stupid, like 
funny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But dude, yes. he fucked up his back. You could tell he fucked up his back, and and obviously his neck, uh, his broken freaking neck. It's yeah, true. because his it's, neck's like this now. He has no neck. He's just it, like dude. He he's stands he's like, fucking Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah, he stands <laughs> like this, he, like he's arched and stuff, and he's like. Huh? <laughs> WWE, WWE, WWE. Let's now make an argument that that's more dramatic and it looks cooler that that Michael Keaton can't turn his head. <laughs> I'm stuck on the Michael Keaton thing. <laughs> you want to get nuts? You want to turn this to a Batman podcast? You want slap nuts? Slap nuts. <laughs> we don't slap nuts here. We get nuts. <laughs> slap nuts. Oh man. Uh, should we Michael. talk about other wrestling? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the the fall brawl, nineteen ninety three. Fall brawl. Yeah, we're real, real quick. I, okay. To clarify to people, uh, we were going to cover raw, but uh, making a quick edit because fall brawl ended up being a, a bit more thick in the content, so they were covering it all. Do we want to touch on the the raw, or do we want to just go ahead and plan to do that with the other uh, show late next? Time? Um, if you guys feel like you can kind of cover raw fairly quickly because you guys both made it sound like nothing, not much really happened on it. I mean, I feel like you could literally not watch the show and and you'd be fine, but that's because the whole thing was, I ended up not having enough time to watch raw. That, that, that's why I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. What was the date again on that raw? I'm just, I like to pull up the card in front of me. I think it's Uh, a nine 2093. Yeah. 20th. Hold on. I got, I'm just gonna pull the match card real quick. You guys can tell me how it was. Uh, I can quickly go through it. Yeah, it's it's up to you, Dubs. However you want to do it, bud. Yeah, Scott Steiner and fucking uh, one of the Quebecers. I don't know any. I just call them the Quebecers. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Pierre. Just yeah, Pierre. I got here. It was a long one. Uh, it was decent. Scott. I feel like Scott Steiner got a little annoyed in the match uh, because he was just like saying "fuck it." Like when Pierre wasn't going. He suplexed him no matter what. <laughs> He's like, you're fucking going no matter. Well, they were getting pissed off at that point in their WWF run. And Shaq mm-hmm. Rougeau has a reputation for being kind of an asshole. I don't know about that Pierre guy. Maybe he influenced him a little bit. But mm-hmm. isn't is Jacques the guy that uh, fucked up uh, Kid Dynamite? Dynamite Kid, yeah, he. Uh, Dynamite Kid, he fucking punched him with like the the fucking roller quarters allegedly, and like he, fucked his teeth up. He fucked him up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that on Dark Side, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's rough." You actually hit him, damn. Yeah, but all that was based on well, Dynamite Kid's ribs were like always fucking insane, though. Like they kind of always went too far to the point to the where they weren't funny; they were just malicious. Yeah, but, that's what happens when you inject uh, ribs with with fucking steroids, but. That's, <laughs> So, I don't blame Jacques Rougeau for fucking him up, <laughs> like based off of that story I heard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know anyway. it's justified, but still, it's still fucked up. Yeah, kind of ruined but, his life. But anyway, he's kind of he's a known prick anyway. So I don't know if they had. I feel like they had some tension anyhow, because like you know, like in the match, the tag match they had, mm-hmm. things didn't look too smooth. And then I don't know something about the way they were interacting with each other just didn't seem right <laughs> yeah i mean this match was good but it was also very stiff like there were some really awkward backdrops and stuff and uh, overhead uh uh overhead throws that were pretty rough um but i mean overall i thought the match the match was good but it was a bit repetitive <coughs> like he, he said 
Pierre would try to like flaunt and piss Scott off. Scott would fucking suplex him, and then we get the upper hand and try to do something, and then or Pierre rather, and then Jacques and Polo would try to get involved, and yeah. the whole cycle would repeat, and they just did that over and over and over until finally Scott got a roll up and won. Yeah, uh, we call it. Uh... Polo was trying to use the hockey stick to like fuck up the uh, the pin, and the ref saw it, and like they do like a, the, that real close up like to the like side of his cheek of his face like I ain't doing anything I ain't doing anything yeah hey, I'm walking here <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was weird uh, I will say I really liked the the very first time he did it it got it had diminishing returns but the very first time there's a near false it looks like Scott's got the, the match one. And just very quickly, Polo just takes a hockey stick and just yanks like ragtime gal, like fucking yanks the, the foot with the hockey stick real quick. And it's enough to make the refs go, oh, nope, got to break that up. And it was very subtle and no one caught him. I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of cool. But after that, it was, oh, that's stupid. Um, the other thing that was dumb is later on. So the whole thing with the stipulation of this was that if Scott beat them, they would get a title rematch, right? Like, that was literally set in the, the previous show. We beat yeah. you, we get a title rematch. So then after uh, they they get interviewed uh, in the back, and uh, the Quebecers and Polo are like, are we going to give them a rematch? No, there's too many other good teams that they have to potentially beat or can face us. So uh, we're going to face a special team that deserves it next week, and that's like the setup for the following week. So it's like, well, that was a pointless fucking match then. What was the point? And it was by far the like it is longer than all of the other matches combined for the night. Yeah. Did they, did they go twenty minutes? Uh, thirteen minutes, and that tells you something. They only went thirteen minutes, and that's more than all the other wrestling on the show combined. Yeah, oh, wow. and the rest the rest are all squashes, <laughs> like literally squashes. Yeah. Although, so the next one, uh, Bam Bam, uh, squashes Laverne McGill. But I will say this, Laverne McGill got some fucking offense in in this match, and it went past five minutes, but only because they had that (laughs) awkward-ass crush segment that was happening, which really sucks because Bam Bam's just an afterthought. Like, they're just letting the match happen. They always do that, And once the crush segment stuff happens, they then flag him, and he's like, all right, I'll end it. It's like he was playing with the guy, and then he just squashes him. But uh, they did the whole thing about how, Oh well, Crush lost his signal out there in Hawaii, so we'll call him back. And Vince is talking to him, be like, "Hey, brother, yeah, brother, everything good, brother." And then they, everyone says their their things to him, and then finally Macho talks to him, and it goes silent. But there's never a hang up. And then they're like, "Oh, he must have lost him." And Vince starts talking again, and he goes, "Oh no, Vince, I'm still here, brother." And then he's like, "What?" It's like, "Oh yeah, well, Macho was talking to you. I don't talk to Macho anymore, Macho." Don't you ever talk to me. We are not brothers. Uh, and then Macho no Man's like, Macho Man's like, would, come on, brother. Talk to me, man. Come on. Talk to yeah. me, man. You gotta tell me what's going on inside your head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Tell, tell me your heart, brother. And he's like, <laughs> we're not brothers, brother. I, it was weird. What happened? They, they didn't explain. They, they <laughs> kind of like, did. yeah, I thought it was one of those things where Bobby the Brain made it seem like he had the reason, but then like had some stupid bullshit reason about about like uh, Hillary Clinton or something, you know, something stupid like that. There wasn't an actual reason why yet. They're getting well, I mean, there. he's totally justified saying that Hillary Clinton could probably assassinate him for for saying anything. So I understand if he wants to like not talk about it. 
Yeah, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, there's, it's like, oh yeah, I know why he's upset with you. And then he just says bullshit like that that has nothing to do with anything. And then it's like, oh, okay, you don't really know. reference 1993. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and then there's like a, a weird silk stockings plug again, and Macho Man has PTSD from it. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, back to that Scott Steiner wow. match. I, I guess ratings. I I don't know what you gave it, Dubs. I I it was like serviceable. I I gave it six out of ten. It was a decent match. There were some pretty good spots, but it especially finding out after at the ending, it's like post match. It's like, well, this is kind of pointless. It, five point seven out of ten. Seven okay. five out of ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. between that and six. I I, I gave it six just because uh, there were a couple spots I really liked. Like Scott Steiner is just like a beast, and like. They, they should have had – I know it's not the thing to do, but they should have totally had him – like if he and his brother were in the right mind and realizing how much money they would have made, they totally should have had him and his brother split up and Scott just like dominate the rest of, of WWF. Like just think about if Rick wasn't there, Scott Steiner could have been the guy facing Bret Hart uh, in, in between like 94 through 96. Mm-hmm. What if you do? What if a weird alternate reality? What if it was Scott Steiner who just went in the WWF, and then instead of the Lex Express, it's the Scott Express? What if? What if? What if? What if if Scott Steiner was the headliner against HBK, and instead of fucking Montreal, Canada, it's in Michigan? The Michigan Screw Job. (laughs) <laughs> that well, I, Scott Steiner would have popped Vince's head like he said. And also, I don't think what, what happens to Sid. So alternate, alternate reality: Rick Steiner dies in a car accident. Oh no! Scott Steiner is upset, but decides he's going to represent his brother, becomes the greatest wrestler in the world, and he goes. And instead of the Lex Express, Scott Steiner travels across the country in a, a dump truck, saying he's going to take out the trash with Yokozuna. But he also becomes Big Papa Pump, and his truck is called the Pump and Dump. You're welcome. I just wanted to make that joke. That's really bad. Holla, if you hear me. Oh, my God. Fat! He just literally yells fat at Yokozuna. He just calls Yokozuna fat. This we fat don't... piece of shit. It's just like... We don't need to... <laughs> yeah, we... We don't need to go through everything on Raw because uh, Vince had an interview with Brett the Hitman Hart. They kind of showed like Lawler fucking with his family in the same because uh, they're back in Manhattan, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Brett Hart did an amazing promo. He said he's pretty much gonna. He's like, "Hey, I, the King of Ring is a great honor, but uh, family comes first. But Lawler, you're dead, man. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna end you. Yeah." yeah. And, and, and they, they go over that. Uh, let's see. Perfect. Perfect squashes Mike Bell. But it's also a long squash match. Four minutes. I, I got to bring this up. After this match, because Mike Bell's a big motherfucker, a fat motherfucker. And <clears throat> Mr. Perfect had to do the perfect plex on him. Mm-hmm. But after this squash match. Respect. After this Respect. squash match, we got one Respect. of the greatest. 
We got one of the greatest Ludwig Borges fucking. Oh my uh, god! The fucking, <laughs> the fucking trees conservationist promo. promo. Oh dude, my god. He, dude, he they I I literally think what happened is they pulled over to the side of the highway where there was some trees and oh. there was like a swamp, little swamp area with garbage. Is like the land of the free, the, the America. Look at this trash. This is what Lex Luger likes about America trash. <laughs> I thought that Tatanka was going to come out with that old Native American that cries when he finds out people are littering. I thought that was going to happen. Like that old commercial. Anyone know what I'm talking about? I know the mm-hmm. 70s. Yeah. No, like it, it was very weird. And also, Ludwig Borga speaks like a, a fucking person that recovered from a stroke. Like, I don't mean that in a mean way, but like, he's just, he talks in a circle. Like, so I'm not meaning like physically his speech is messed up, but he literally says the same thing and because, and just bridges everything he says with and because, but he talks in a circle. It was awful. You know, he killed himself. Oh, never mind. Sorry. I didn't say that. I almost, <laughs> said, I, I almost <laughs> said after that promo, he should have, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> segue. But he went after he retired from like fighting and wrestling. He became like a politician in Sweden or some shit. Uh, uh, He got some scandals got revealed. He was involved in. He he fucking lost himself. Damn, that's rough. I I mean I don't know the full story, so I mean I I don't wish ill on anybody. But uh, but if like the extent of your abilities was to to talk in front of those trees like that, yeah, you you were on borrowed time at this point. Like, you should have been dead. You should have been one of those kids that fell off the cliff, but you survived because someone had, like, a backpack with a string to it and kept you from killing yourself then. Only if, OJ's, only if OJ, OJ's <coughs> white Bronco fucking ran him over at that time. Uh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, did any of the jobbers look, like, you know, awesome? Like, did any of them have an awesome mullet or have, like, ridiculous gear? Because, you know, I always pick that shit out. Mike Bell. Uh, yeah, my, Mike Bell had the ridiculous hair. Well, Vern McGill had this like this weird like uh, uh, he's he's a big like stocky African American. His uh, name no. is La- his name is Laverne. That's a woman's name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know Bobby made the joke about how Laverne uh, he's tag team partners with Shirley or something. Yeah, it was uh, and Shirley. Yeah, joke. that they made the Laverne and Shirley joke. But uh, good one, good on he him. He had he had like uh, you know how some. Some black guys used to rock that whole like rat tail type of deal. Yeah, they would have like. Did he have a flat top with a rat tail? Kind of, but here's the thing: he had like a keloid back there. Like his, he had like the skin messed up, so he didn't have the rat tail. But he clearly was trying to grow like a rat tail around it, so it had like this weird spot on it. Oh my god! Looked like it looked like he had one of those ports that you connect him to the Matrix with. It it didn't look kind (laughs) of odd. (laughs) He was fucking wrong. Tell me who the hell is. He's no, telling the right. He's telling. He's telling the truth. He's telling. Yeah, the truth. motherfucker took the red pill and said, "Fucking download my ass, Bam Bam." We're getting on. He he got some offense in against Bam Bam. He, he actually looked pretty good. Uh, put, put him in a pleather trench coat and fucking plug him in. That's God right. Damn. Uh, let's see. Uh, so the main event segment's actually pretty good. Erwin R. Schuster. 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 Sorry, yeah, Schuster. 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 Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> IRS gets out there, big old big old Mike Rotunda gets out there, cuts a, cuts a promo about tax cheats and oh, and uh, and how he's gonna get Razor Ramon, and then Jobber PJ Walker comes out there, 
getting his ass beat. And then Razor Ramon walks out, distracts IRS, and PJ Walker gets the surprise win, and oh, Razor oh. Ramon just laughs at him. He yeah. does. He did that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking great. It was so, pretty good though. It, it was it was different enough, but it was it was pretty funny. To kind of set up the whole IRS thing, the, the reason why I did on Facebook, like, oh, he should have said something about <laughs> marriage filing jointly. But before this event. The whole Doink thing, remember when he uh, Doink put water onto Bobby Heenan? Bobby Heenan started acting like he had a cold. He started sneezing. <laughs> Vince McMahon's like, are you all right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, so he, he sneezes, and like Vince is like, oh, because, you know, he hates sneezing. I think that's why he probably did it. Uh, and um, well, after that segment, uh, when he come back from commercial break, uh, he goes to another couple because he did this before on raw or at least one of the pay-per-views where he's like hey you got something to say to this lady here hold on to my snot tissue so he gives the snot tissue to the the wife and, and the guy like proposes to her she says yes he steals her popcorn and throws her popcorn on the ground and then, and then the irs comes out and i just want him to say since you got married you should pay your taxes, you tax cheats. <laughs> but he didn't do that, and I was, I was, I was mad. Well, I, uh, something else to mention too. I love that they got that close-up shot of the ring, but it's in the same hand she's holding the snot rag. And Vince is like, "Well, that's I'm very happy for the couple, but that's very disturbing that she's still holding on to that that soiled yeah, napkin." <laughs> yeah, this is disturbing. She's holding on to that soiled napkin, and Bobby, what's the matter with you? Why would you hand that to her? <laughs> Vince was, Vince was halfway shooting because his phobia of sneezing was, was overcoming his... <laughs> I think that's... I actually think that's what it was because Vince was, like, legit, like, upset during this segment, yeah. and I think Bobby was ribbing him, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sneeze all over you, and he was like, sneeze on me, I'll fire your ass right here. Like, I yeah. think that shit was going on. Like, and, he, he was messing with him. And I think at the end, like, he found out it was, like, <laughs> shoot, sneeze, so then he started doing sneezing at the end because, like, Macho Man's like, oh, yeah, another thing's happening next week. And then all of a sudden, you just see Vince like, and, oh, sorry. Like, I know we're, we're going deep into this episode, but Bobby Heenan has a fucking temperature. He's like, I have 113 fever, which is impossible. You should be dead. <laughs> and he takes the thermometer and he puts it in his mouth, but he does like a gag where like he chokes on it and spits it out. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> 113. Yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah. That's like great. Parking lot in Phoenix in August. This is a fucking idiot. Oh, uh, shit. So that, that, that wraps it up, though. Like, three squashes, only one match that had any, like, hold to it. They did a lot of, like, undermining of the matches because they're doing so much, like, nonsense in the background. Um, mm. But it was entertaining. Uh, they still, like, are trying to get Razor out there, and he's still hot with the crowd. Like it was a decent show, but very forgettable. Like you, like you don't need the show to know exactly what's going on. Uh, Ludwig Borga is a black hole at this point. If anything, I I realize now. I think like the Lex Express stuff in the ending was bad enough, but I think that was still salvageable. I actually think Ludwig Borga being involved in all of this is actually what killed his career in WWE. Torpedoed him. Like, right after that fucking, yeah, you basically lost a really important match. But then you, you fucking saddle him with Ludwig Borga, who's mm-hmm. like, yeah, black hole of charisma. And he's kind of like, he's not bad in the ring. He's just kind of awkward. 
He also hasn't had a match in WWF yet. Like his debut match is next week. They promoted that. No, so, yeah. Borga has had matches. They've just been on Superstars. Oh, okay, so it's his uh, it's his Raw debut rather. He's he his Raw debut is next week. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but like that's the thing is it yeah it, it's weird. I I feel bad for Luger, but then again. It's okay. Luger will go home in another year. One, so. one last thing. Yeah. Uh, the advertising, like you said, Lud- Ludwig Borg is going to, I think, face in Tatanka, by the way. I think that's his match on Raw. Um, so Wait, is this where Tatanka loses? I, I think so, yeah. Oh, Holy shit. shit. That's such a big deal. Yeah. The kid was like two or three year win streak with Borga. Oh, that's awful. Borga. Oh, my God. Yeah. And. When did Jimmy Snuka get into that murder thing? Was it around this time? Because like they advertise, and one night only, <laughs> only one night. Oh, uh, Jimmy! Jimmy Snuka's girlfriend died years before this. If, uh, I, if I recall, that happened in the eighties, right? That was like yes. late eighties. Like he was like prime hot with the company when that happened. Yeah, and then it, all of a sudden he just kind of like <laughs> fell off because he had to fucking hide. Yeah, but, I had to lay low for a while. You killed a man with a trident, that type yeah. of deal. Anyway, he's 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 <laughs> uh, we call it advertised for one night only next week on Raw. So I think Jimmy Snuka is wrestling in ECW right now at this point. It's kind of straight. It's kind of interesting. That, maybe that's that why strange. it's one night only. Maybe yeah. like maybe he cut a thing with Paul, uh, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, can we just have him?" He because they advertise it like he's a legend on there. Because the first off uh, legend coming to Raw, so. Well, I don't think at that point Paul's booking ECW. He's like there as some kind of like office personnel. I think mm. Todd Gordon is actually the one that was booking ECW for like the first year or so. Yeah, Paul is like uh, like fresh off the heels of his WCW stuff. Yeah, like he just right. left. He just left. Uh, WCW, right? Like with the last year. I think Flair ran him off in '92 or something, mm-hmm. like before he before Flair left, because they got into some kind of argument and shit. And Flair was just like, "You're fired. Go home," because he just wanted to take his shit. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, now we're going to WCW Fall Brawl War Games, September nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. Real quick, five five and three quarters for the, the show. Oh, for the Raw. Okay. Yeah, yeah for the Raw show. I point two for me. So. Okay. I was entertained, but, but yeah, a little low, but forgettable. That's, I think that's the biggest thing, just forgettable. Bret Hart saved it. I, I probably would have given it less, but that Bret Hart promo was pretty good. I'll have to go check out the promo, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we got Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura doing commentary. Uncle Eric's there. Doing little interviewer shit, and Michael Buffer's there, and they just go to match one immediately. <coughs> I, is, I, I well, want to say this: fuck the crowd behind them. Like I know they're excited, but I I don't know what it is about old fucking like today fans are tamed probably because of you know the WWE crowd learning from the nineties and eighties and shit. But my god. This the nerd fucking kid with the the glasses always got up fucking waving that dollar from Missy all the fucking time. Those, yeah, uh, those guys in the front row in front of hard camera there, they were like all assholes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. It's never good uh, when that happens. Yeah. And this show did shit numbers. I didn't realize it. Did. Yeah, they had 
that this was a point I had later on at the end, but I guess we'll go ahead and address it here. They had a crowd of six thousand at this place, mm-hmm. which is like really small for like a fucking pay per view, like a war games and shit. In Texas. This is also the debut. I realized that this is the debut of Fall Brawl. It's the very first of its uh, of this type of pay per view in name. And they well, admitted, they admitted <laughs> by the way, that they didn't have enough people. Did you notice that? They're like, oh, we have thousands of people lining up and we're going to be shooting away 2,000 people because they're just coming into the arena. Yeah. Like, she just I'm gave like, yeah. fucking seats away. She just filled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, that's, uh, that's that The whole Texas area, kind of like for wrestling, kind of fell on its ass pretty much like in the late. 80s, like might have been 90 even when all that shit happened with the Von Eriks and stuff, it kind of killed the whole state for wrestling for like a while. So yeah, I like, mean, isn't it, at this current time, isn't or about this time, isn't this when uh, uh, what's his name, uh, joins uh, Texas Tornado joins, or he'd already been involved and, and left w, uh, WF already? He already came and went and died, he, he'd already okay. killed himself at this point. Yeah, I can't remember if it was ninety two or ninety four, but yeah, he he had already he had already come and went. So, like, it kind of tells you right there where they're at. Yeah, like, te- like as as a, left. yeah, Texas is down. Uh, so it's it's a rough crowd to draw now because everybody's like, everybody's wrestling morale just kind of dropped after that. It's, like, it's like, well, if you like wrestling, whoever you like is gonna die. That's, <sighs> that's kind of how it is. The wrestling family died. That's it sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, we got Lord Steven Regal with Sir William against Ricky Steamboat, who's the champion for the WCW Television Championship. We got primetime Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on this one. Yeah, no more weird martial arts shit. He's just he's just Ricky Steamboat again. Thank God. <laughs> he, sa- yeah. he, sa- he says, "I'm a dragon bitch, and I'm gonna sell everything to make Lord Steven Regal look good." And he <laughs> he did. Amazing selling. Regal stole for Steamboat too, though. <laughs> they both stole really well for each other. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, I like that Steamboat jump started the match, like because he was pissed because you know they beat him up with umbrellas and shit. So he was getting revenge. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Regal selling all his offense like death, like like he's just fucking him up. <laughs> it's like every chop he does, Regal like he like visibly. He recoils and turns around. He's like, ah, ah, <laughs> chopped his soul or something. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Steamboat for the, uh, the better part of the match was really dominant. Because uh, yeah, yeah. that whole vengeance thing, and he was pissed and he was beating his ass. Yeah. But he was still hurt. That was the thing. Yeah, like his, his ribs were taped. And then, yeah, eventually that comes into play. And like and that, another thing, props Steamboat. I've already always complimented him on his selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sold during his offense, which is something a lot of baby faces don't do when they get hurt nowadays. Sometimes they just don't fucking sell anyway. It's like they get a body part worked over and they're just like, it's fine now. Yeah, he yeah. did a he did a pile driver and like because he crunches his like stomach or rib area that hurt when he went down. And yeah. Stuff. It, and he did that from the <laughs> beginning of this match too though. It's like when he did like the first big chop, you know, where he swings his whole body into his chop. Mm-hmm. He's like Oh he shit! He stops, he stops for like a second or so, and mm-hmm. just like damn, nobody does it that that high attention to detail anymore. Where they're mm-hmm. just like, I'm fucking hurt. I need to sell. Then I'm hurt the entire time. 
Very few people do that. Well, I like what the the, the one thing I like like because of logic, by the way, is like Tony talked about with the whole uh, bandage thing. He's like, well, now the bandage is off. Whatever, you know, the, that was like protecting uh, Steamboat. And I'm like, yeah, like, what is that bandage going to do? <laughs> yeah, he should have like done the DDP taped ribs thing, probably. Mm-hmm. Remember when DDP's ribs were broken for like two years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like when Owen Hart, or not, not Owen Hart, it was when D'Lo had the chest protector for two years. Yeah, D'Lo had that chest protector, and it just became like the ensemble for him for the rest of his career. I said Owen Hart, but yeah, he did have the cast for a couple years, but nothing beats Bob Orton Jr.'s fucking broken arm for like six years or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, it just kept his ass in a cast over and over. It's like, oh, like, his, bro- bro- his arm broken. It's like, his arm been broken for three years. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, DDP was older when he started wrestling, so he he had glass ribs. That's, that's what that problem was. Well, he kept fighting Goldberg, getting speared and shit. So it's like he just keeps rebreaking his ribs. Well, that's why Bret Hart like outsmarted him and put that fucking plate under his jersey. That's still one of the best things he ever did. I fucking <laughs> yeah, love that. And, and, and then Goldberg, and Goldberg was like, "Well, fuck that! I'll just kick you in the head and end your career." Fuck. Oh damn! Sorry, y'all said. <laughs> Yes, that, that segment where he, like, takes the hit at, in the Maple Leafs jersey. Turns out he's wearing the fucking, like, chest, like, the steel piece. And then he's like, fuck it, I quit. And he walks out of the ring. That's the fucking great. crowd loved it, though, too. They're like, <sighs> oh, yeah, the Canadian as shit. They were all about it. I forgot they were in Canada there. Yeah, no, that was, like, the extra pop because he took off the one thing and he has the Maple Leafs jersey underneath. And everyone's like, woo! And then he fucking shows the, the, the fucking metal plate. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to the match though, uh, Regal. <coughs> or, no, Steamboat still got advantage for a while. They do like a quadruple fake out Irish whip. It's like they reverse each other like four times, mm. like really quickly. And then he does like a cool flip over hammer lock. That's that's real neat. That's something you don't see a lot of people do anymore. Uh, Steamboat, yeah, he's still got advantage for a while. He's working his arm for a long time. He does this fucking thing where he, like, does the, the arm wrench thing. You know, you grab the guy's arm and you, like, move him around and yank their arm. Mm-hmm. And, like, Regal, like, just dropped and, like, landed on his shoulder. It looked like he fucking dislocated his shoulder or something. He's like, ah! It's like he couldn't move. <laughs> um, Yeah. And then uh, I think Steamboat hits a crossbody for two off of a whip. And then Regal starts coming back. Is that the is that the part where Steamboat does a crossbody, or was it the vice versa? Where, like, oh wow, look at the, the wherewithal, where he just like threw him off after the crossbody, or was that uh, was that William going off with a crossbody and, and Steamboat t- like pushing him off, like he pushed him off and not catch him, pretty much. That was uh, I think that that happened when Steamboat did the top rope crossbody. This other one was the one where he was on the ground. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Regal hits a backdrop, then he gets advantage, and he's working Steamboat's ribs, and that's when he tears, tears the tape off. And, uh, he's doing a backbreaker. And then I think uh, there's some near falls. They do the tombstone reversal spot, which was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't get to the – he couldn't cover quickly enough, and he only got two. Uh, and then Steepo hits like a suplex. And he's still slow to get up. He's like, oh shit, I'm fucked up. Uh, he sells it and he, he's, he can't get three. 
Then he does the top rope crossbody that you're talking about. He's holding his ribs, delayed cover. Rekel throws him outside, and but the, but Steamboat hangs on, and he does a skin the cat deal, and that's when Sir William hits him in the head with the umbrella, and then Regal German suplexes him with the bridge for three. Mm-hmm. New champ. Uh, I thought it was a good match. I it's one of, it's one of the solid matches of the night. Um, it, it, anytime you start off William Regal, which by the way, still one of my favorite, I think of WrestleMania 17, Jericho versus William Regal for the IC title. Yeah. <laughs> Beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. <clears throat> so like anytime William Regal's in a, the first match of the night, I'm, I know it's going to be great. Um, he's always a good opener for Steamboat as well. Same thing goes for him. I feel like there's one thing I'm. I'm missing to say about Re- oh no when Regal was doing the fucking submission moves with the the calves doing the surfer thing, dude. I I it's normally he pulls the arms and it does like a bow and arrow type of thing, but like yeah. he went he went ham on this fucking calf. Like I was either a Steamboat was selling it really well or like they were like blurring the line where it might have like actually fucking hurt <laughs> for a little bit. It looked like he couldn't get him up. You know how usually they do the thing where, okay, we're going to rock back. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And it's like, they couldn't get him up. He couldn't Although I guess it makes sense, like the cell and the ribs. I thought the finish was really good because that finish makes sense logically because it's normally it's like, oh, well, a German suplex with a bridge it wouldn't always finish a match, even at this day and age. Uh, but Steamboat's ribs are hurt, and he's been worked the whole time, and he took the extra twonk on the head. So, dude, he whacked him. <laughs> that, was that, good, that was a good. You want to call it a fuck finish? It is, but that one was good. No, that's the right way to do it. Like that's yeah. that to me. I thought that was a good way to finish it. I, I I thought that was a smart way to do it. Now, this was my second favorite match on the card. Yeah, same here. Uh, I gave it a seven point four out of ten. Nice, I, seven and a half. Chad, that's where I was at. So seven seven point five out of ten. Look, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all on board. Who likes the nasty boys? Are you guys nasty boy fans? Because I'm not. I'm not really a fan of theirs, but I don't hate them either because they have like a really specific range of what they do, and they're basically just a mid card heel tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they are. I've seen them have kind of fun matches with d- different teams. Like the Hart Foundation, they had a good match with them, actually, the WWF. It's what Hart Foundation, it? but... What was yeah. that one team? Oh my God. It's not the Hart Foundation, but they always feuded with the Nasty Boys, and they always carried fucking tables. Uh, Public uh, Enemy. Yeah, Public Enemy could suck a dick. I actually like the Nasty Boys more than Public Enemy. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. nasty boys were like the like the OG of that. And the public enemy outside of ECW were like like so calm, toned down compared to the nasty boys in terms of how like they they got the people to respond. Public mm. enemy in ECW though was a little crazy. Yeah, like those guys were fucking nuts there. It's just they were watered down everywhere else. The nasty um, boys yeah. one of those few teams I actually I actually got to see the nasty boys when I was a kid. Um, they wrestled like an indie thing when uh, I'll never forget it. It was in Tazewell, Virginia. It was like <laughs> eight or nine. I went. It was like the first wrestling show I got to go see. And uh, the Nasty Boys in uh, Glacier were there. Glacier, oh shit! Glacier was the main event. Glacier beat the hell out of a guy that was like very, very bad redneck cosplay of Scorpion. 
<laughs> it was pretty fucking funny. Uh, but the Nasty Boys wrestled, and the Nasty Boys just seemed like they they, they kind of seemed like they were from the area. It was like a trailer park tag team tornado match or something. It was fucking awful. And I was like, how the fuck are you guys on television? Like, that, like, it was a really shit indie match. I, I hate saying that because it's like, I just remember as a kid, it's like, this is really bad. Like, I feel like you could have had four strangers out of the, the crowd and they could have had a match very similar to that. Hitting each other trash cans, but everyone seemed like they were just out of shape and wheezing and shit. Kind of seemed like they were checked out. Like, give them a $50. I'm going to go fucking snort cocaine in the bathroom and eat this fucking corn dog up the stripper's ass. <laughs> I don't know if but, that was the vibe I got. Yeah, I, I'm not really a fan of theirs, but I don't really hate them either. Because to me, they're just kind of there. Mm. Did, they tried to do a promo. I mean, he's just yelling. <laughs> he's got. They got a surprise. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a good surprise. I'll give him that. But yeah, uh, I will give him that. I didn't expect yeah. that, and I was like, that was. It, it was nice to see it. But then we go. We got Big Sky versus Charlie Norris, the uh, Chuck Norris's cousin from, from the this, yeah, this new yeah. reservation. I don't. Yeah, know. like his Native American brother. Is Big Sky Sabretooth from the X Men movies? Yes. Oh. Is he really? He, he, yeah. he looks like you. I was like, oh, he looks familiar. Now he's played by like Liam. What the fuck is his name? Like he's in a bunch of movies. I can't remember. No, that was just. No, 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 no. We'll go back. That's that's the guy that played Sabretooth in. Uh, what's the movie? The fucking weird Wolverine Origins movie. It was really bad. Because hey, he's I'm really famous. Yeah, he, he's really famous. I, I, because he was in the he's the guy that played the dad in uh, the Omen reboot. I'm sure that, that's the guy the you're thinking about. But Dubs, you're right. The guy that the, I'm pretty sure Big Sky is straight up like in the original like the first X Men movie. Mm. That Sabretooth, I'm pretty sure it's him, right? Yeah, it, I believe so. Actually, yes, it is. It is. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. I thought he looked like he was like, he looks a lot like Sabretooth. Oh shit, that is him! God damn, <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, it's bothering <laughs> me now. What, what's the guy's name? I'm he was in something else, dude. He was Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie movies too. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that's weird because I was looking those movies up and I saw Tyler May, and I'm like, oh okay, and I, I yeah, I I got him mixed up. But yeah, Big Sky, Sabretooth, Michael Myers. Against Charlie uh, Norris. Leave Schreiber, that was his name. Yeah, Leave Schreiber. Yeah. yeah Leave Schreiber. Um This may be racist of me, but is Charlie Norris sound very Indian to you? <laughs> like Native well, American. He's a he could be half blood at that point or quarter. Uh, or yeah. And he had a he had a group of people there, I'm guessing. <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> just just for the record, so I can say what I want. Yeah, I'm 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 a Cherokee Nation over here. We got my, we got my, 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 uh, my tribal name and everything. So, what up? Um, I pay my tuition. It was awesome. <laughs> I noticed, like, yeah, this is the point where I really noticed like, <clears throat> it wasn't full. I was like, oh, because there was a lot of shots of like the the seats and stuff, especially hard camera. You can see like about halfway up. It's like, oh, so seats are starting to look kind of sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like talking about turning people away. It's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that. They were like, that. They just, yeah. They're more like that's like their excuse, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. There was boring chance. 
And uh, we want flare chance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh the one thing I want to say about this pay-per-view is whoever was the audio put the microphone all the way to fucking 20 so I could hear everything getting called out, even in the War Games match. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> it was the one John Cena yelling spots in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Headlock! Well, yeah, that is true. John Cena fucking yells it. Nakamura! Shuffle! <laughs> Sky Sky was yelling shit shit shit. I don't know if you were hearing that. <laughs> no, I wasn't hearing it because I'll be honest, I was like kind of halfway paying attention to this match because it was kind of boring. This match yeah. sucked dick. Yeah, this match was oh, pretty rough. I was, was praying worst... for rain. There was a <laughs> See <what you> did. <laughs> there was the worst <laughs> match. In my opinion, it was worse than this, but like uh there's not much to say about it. Like, the, yeah, they're just kind of facing off and shit. They start getting the boring chance, the flare chance. This is their version of Tatanka. Like, he also did the Hulk up move where he's doing his tribe dance. The war but, dance. Don't uh, you know every every Native American is Nightwolf? Everyone can Hulk up, and uh, if you piss them off enough, they they can in fact. Uh, Tatanka does it better. He, I don't he, think I don't think Wahoo McDaniel did that. And I don't think Chief J Strongbow did that either. He he would just tell you that that match was so bad you could have had it in an iron lung. Yeah, those were actual wrestlers. That's different. What, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I still don't know what that means to this day. <laughs> uh, Big Sky tries to turn it up a little bit. You know, he starts he hits a that really shitty choke slam he always does. He just it, it's like he. This guy is huge, but his choke slam is terrible. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. he never gets him up high enough or something. He's just seven feet tall. You can't teach that. You can't, you can't teach that. You also so you can't, you can't teach him anything else. You can't really teach him how to do a fucking choke slam. Apparently, <laughs> uh, he does a big leg drop. He whips Norris in the corner, and then it was like Norris hits a big boot or some shit and gets three. Dude, that yeah. boot looked weird. It looked, you know what my honest opinion was is this shit was falling apart, and they called an audible. They're like, "Fuck it, let's just go home now," mm-hmm. and they did. And I don't blame them because this is why I don't think this match is that bad. Because at least, goddamn it, they spared us some pain. They got yeah. out of there as fast as they could. Oh god, I know exactly where you're going with that. We'll, we'll get there, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah I do think it, it was one of those things where do you think? In general, when like instant replay became more of a thing that was featured by wrestling and, and, and just in general, do you think they think about the things that they're going to actually instant replay, or they, is it just always like the gut check or the knee jerk reaction of, oh, let's just show the thing that finished the match? Because this is totally not a thing they should have instant replayed because at least the knee happens, it's sudden, whatever. But instant replaying it made it look so much worse. That's what made the knee look so weird. For the boot, rather. Yeah, I don't like, know. I think it's like what you're saying. It was just like, that was the finish. Replay the finish. And whoever the fuck's in the truck that's actually directing the show probably didn't see that happen at that specific instant. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if they had any sense about them, they would have said, no, don't fucking replay that. Just Exactly. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's like, you don't need to show that because that's, that's bad. Just let it happen. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if Dusty's in the truck. Directing traffic or somebody else's at this yeah, point. Yeah, baby, show yeah. show that show that finish. We'll show that replay. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, that's all I had to say was that they had the decent sense to get out of there. Something people could learn for today. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Everybody today is like, God damn it, we're having this match. It's this long and we're going to fucking do it unless somebody is just incapacitated. And sometimes even in certain places, even when you're incapacitated, that's not enough. <laughs> damn. Man, like that Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara match. Oh, that's not even that. That that was so that that made my chest hurt watching. That watching yeah. him crawl on that fucking scaffolding after that, I was like, he's gonna die. We're gonna watch that the man or, die. That or watch heart vibes. That or watching Alex Reynolds get ragged all across the ring. Fucking <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> I mean, that sucked a lot. <laughs> uh, I get him out of there. I gave it a 4.6 out of 10 because it was like, eh, it was just kind of boring and they got out of there quick, quickly enough for it to not offend me anymore. Oh, <laughs> four out of I, 10 for me. Same. I, I gave it four chances. I just very forgettable. I felt bad for Sabretooth and my fellow Cherokee nation brother. So I gave him a little bit, a little bit of nudge there. <laughs> uh, we go to an interview with uh, an exceptional individual, and I don't mean that in a joking manner, mm-hmm. uh, interviewing Davey Boy to hype up the War Games match. He's just some kind of special needs guy. And I was like, oh, no, because I was scared that it was going to be bad. And then it was like, he actually did a pretty good job. It was good. His his wrestling voice was so good. So he yeah. has- he, yeah, Doc Talk. He has CP. It's uh, he has cerebral palsy. That's why his hands are like that. But like his speech and stuff, it's a little slurred because of that. But he makes the most of it. He's got like a really like good deep voice, and it's loud. I I thought he did a really good job. I like I'm not like, and I'm not saying like, oh, he did a good job for his. Like, no, like he had a better interview on the show than other people that do this and are not affected at all. The like that did the interview like he did a good job like I I was pretty happy with it. To me, he did just as good as anybody else did back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with his disadvantage, and I'm yeah. like, damn, he's better than fucking some people do that shit now because you got like that guy who's that guy in AEW Marvez who acts like he's about to shit himself every time he's on camera. I feel like they make him wear an adult diaper every time he's on. Screen. It's like every time they start rolling, he's like, uh, oh shit, it's like he's about to have a panic attack immediately. <laughs> it's kind of like, like, I know who he is, but it's kind of like they just went to the cafeteria and he's like, hey, I know you're the lunch man, but uh, can you go do an interview right now? <laughs> they just give him a suit. <laughs> no, really, the diaper. Like, look at him every time he talks. He looks like he just realized he's wearing a diaper. <laughs> He looks like he's an adult, a grown man that just realized, oh, I, I can shit myself and it's okay. And let's let's not even mention like the the WWE interview robots. Just, oh yeah, or even like in that time, like some of those guys that like uh, who was the guy that was on SummerSlam most recently in '93? We watched. Oh fuck! Yeah, I don't like, remember. Like that guy yeah. made me have a stroke, and then my hands looked like this guy's. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. No, but really, though. This guy from the Dolphins. When he got knocked out, he's. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Two, <laughs> two over there stirring the mashed potatoes with the strong hand. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, he was like actually doing questions. And by the way, Davis Boy Smith probably high as a kite right now. But he was into the fucking interview as well. Fucking like, he did it. Yeah. yeah. He did. Um, he he didn't like to go full ham like he did in that one uh, where everyone. What, were, what was he saying? Everyone was loaded or something. <laughs> Stings loaded. I'm loaded. We're all cooking. We're cooking. He was cooking. That's right. Cooking. Yeah. 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 Stings cooking. I'm a cooking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cooking something. <laughs> That's when we went into the whole uh, Booker T respect. Respect. <laughs> respect. 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 Mm-hmm. Dude, off the fucking mic. Chaz is going to throw up his beer right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to try to. Get- Get back to business. <laughs> I got a pneumonia or some shit. Paul Orgorf in the Equalizer versus Two Cold Scorpio and uh, WCW Magazine 1992 Rookie of the Year Marcus Alexander Bagwell. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm gonna give props to Equalizer. First, like minute he was on screen, it's like someone told him about that interview the other guy did, and he's like, "Wait, disabled people can be like they can do things." And they, and they can have a normal life. I don't have to like shiver and shake and worry about it. And he walked out and looked like a normal fucking human being for a second. And then he started twitching out like the goddamn bees were going to get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the invisible flies coming back. Yeah. Oh my God. They're still doing the Paula thing and it's pissing me off. Yeah. I wish Paul Ondrop would just like like ignore them like because he's like feeding into it and that's why they keep on doing it like if he just sits there and ignores them and it's not doing anything i think at some point the fans will get tired of like chanting it i guess but i think he realizes it's like it's heat he's getting around <laughs> he's gonna play into it um i don't have a lot to say about this match because it's like they didn't do like a whole lot in my opinion it was like uh, espn Sports alert. Yeah. Is, is, Hang, is Hangman okay? No, he's dead. He dies. He's, he's eating a panini. Okay. Oh shit, that's actually real. That's that's a real breaking news alert. Nothing uh wrestling related, but uh I'll keep it to myself. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, Paul Paul and Equalizer, they do okay. They they mostly work over, you know, Marcus and he, he that's who gets worked on most of this match. Mm. Uh, they keep throwing him out of the ring and cutting him off, and then eventually Scorpio comes in and pops the comeback. He does the crescent kick, crossbody off the top. Uh, it gets rolled through, and then eventually Marcus gets back in there, and they mix it up, and Scorpio hits the 450 on equalizer for three. And why, does, like, huh? why does Jesse uh, – sorry to interrupt you, but why does Jesse Ventura can't say his own movie right that he was in? He said the demo man. And I'm like, it's the demolition man, you idiot. The demo Funny. man. The demo man, Tony. Are you gonna tell him he can he can't say whatever he wants to say? Tony does. He's the go he yeah, but he's scared of Jesse because he's like three of them. That is true. <laughs> so, 
He's like, I buy you lunch all the time, Shivani. Like, fuck out, you broke piece of shit. <laughs> you can't treat me this way. Oh my god, I got, we'll get to that. But anyway, like, uh, it was a decent match. Uh, they jumped him after it was over because they're like, "Fuck you, y'all, you you won," and they left. We're bad. It's kind of it. I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, uh, I got my, I I my, my two cold Scorpio spot. So. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say either. Um, but man, uh, two cold Scorpio is so fucking over still. Every time. And the ladies love uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell's uh, cock thrust dance move. I don't know if you've seen that. Pelvic thrust. What did yeah. Jesse say? He's like, at the beginning, he's like, you know, they say white men can't jump. You know what else they say? He's like, what? White men can't dance. Yeah. What? No, no. He said black men can't dance. I thought he said white men can't dance. No, he said, we no. said black men. And then he's like, you should ask my bu-. And someone's like, you should ask your, your friend Wesley about that. That's what left of the whole demo man thing. Oh, shit. I, yeah. I, must, oh. I heard that. And I was like, did he just say that? I was like, well, I'm glad he didn't say something like really racist. Because first off, that doesn't make any sense anyway. We're following stereotypes. Right. Black men absolutely can dance. And Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Uh, AKA uh, WCW Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah, he, uh, WCW Magazine Rookie of the Year. Sorry, gotta add that. It's the magazine. Uh, he, uh, he cannot dance. No, he, he, he can pelvic thrust, though. <laughs> yeah. he, he dances like he knows only one sex position, which is missionary. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> brother. Just wait until the American males. Oh, my God. It's like, how do you want to do it? Uh, default? Default. <laughs> default. <laughs> and a lot of meth. <laughs> what the fuck? Because <laughs> what you give it? Oh, I just gave it a fucking... It was okay. Five out of ten. That's fine. Oh, damn. I, yeah. I, I was higher on it. That. I, I gave it uh, six and a quarter. I, I was happy that... I think I'm, I'm biased because Too Cold got to go over. Uh, God damn, he's so good in the ring. Like it is so uh, underappreciated at this time. Like they don't realize. Like he, in some cases, like he is the glue holding some of these things together. Like think about what. Look, look at this card. If if I'm just gonna line out how this card is is set. Okay, just hear me out. Okay. Think about the highs and lows, and think about how bad this this pay per view would have been to get through if this match didn't exist. So we started off strong with Regal, but then we had the Big Sky match. We got old Shanghai and Ice Train, which that, that to be fair, that's a spectacle all on its own. But it's it is what it is. Then we have the the tag title match with uh, Arn Anderson and the Hoover uh, versus the Nasty Boys. Then we have the Cactus Jack Yoshi Kwan out of fucking nowhere match. Then we have the title match and then the War Games match. Like, you have so much garbage that just happens for a long time before you get to that title match uh, with Ric Flair and Rick Rude. Mm. Like, Scorpio is the glue that holds the company together in some cases. It's kind of holds that mid card together. It's kind of like, you know, when you have uh, uh, Cheetos, like a bag of Cheetos, right? And, like, you go through a bag of Cheetos and you're like, oh, it's, it's a bag of Cheetos. It was all right, right? And then when you get to the end and you know how like all the cheddar cl- clumps up at the end and you're just like, fuck yeah, baby, <laughs> fucking cheddar. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to eat this cheddar really awesome. That's this is pay-per-view in a nutshell. 
it's fucking Cheetos with like at the end, uh, you get that cheddar chunk because of Rick Rude and Rick Flair. I'm not even doing war game stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's my analogy. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. Hot hot take for at least this time period and taking the whole thing in. Too cold Scorpio died for Booker T's sins. I guess. Because right now, Booker isn't doing a lot of the stuff that he gets known for yet. Well, that, that's what I mean, is yeah. that Too Cold and Booker had a very similar trajectory in, in terms of how they were treated. But I think because of, like, just the, the changing of the guard within the, the company, uh, Booker gets more of a spotlight, but then is still in the same boat for a long time where he's like, he's the underappreciated guy. Then he gets that long, long feud uh, with like the TV titles with Disco, and uh, he goes back and forth with Benoit and, and um, I think even Eddie. Uh, like, th- there's a lot of different stuff that happens there. Booker gets to shine, and then finally they put the title on him. I mean, the company is like gonna sink whatever, but like that—that's how Booker came to like into his own and get to be a main event player. Like where guys like Too Cold are the ones that made that possible. Then he got the epic add-on to his interest theme. Don't hate the player, hate the game. So and then he just starts playing the shit. Yeah, I like, yeah. I love that. <laughs> it is really cool. And then and then he goes on and does the can you dig it, which is like the thing he's real really known for later on. But and then, of course, and then he's the king, and then he's yeah, then he becomes the African prince. He goes from being the king to the African prince. I right, what what the fuck is wrong? It's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Uncle Cleric is with Sir William and Regal, who says he'll defend this TV title with honor and dignity, being an example for these lowly people. And Bischoff's like, wait a minute, what about how you won that match? He's like, what do you mean? And he just kind of brushes him off. He's like, if you can't trust me, who can you trust? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, it calls a uh, fucking uh, Sir William a valet <laughs> instead of a man. Oh, valet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, you just called him like, that's what they call women that, that do that job. <laughs> uh, then you got the semi-main event of Shanghai Pierce versus Ice Train. <laughs> semi-main event. <laughs> <laughs> Choo-choo comes out doing choo-choo. <laughs> Ice train cometh. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you heard because the microphone was really fucking loud. He was choo-chooing in the fucking ring. No, he, I, yeah, I heard it. He was too, so who? Somebody told him to do that, I think. And he just was like, yeah, I'll do it. And he keeps doing it. I, I hear it, and I immediately think of that, that quote from the, the water boy. Like, ah, that guy left choo-choo trains. <laughs> I see Ice Train like actually physically seeing him in like a match now. The guy's huge, and he just makes me think that he's like like a, a black brain damaged Goldberg before Goldberg happens. <laughs> he has he's, the in, same he's, in the back. he's in the back, fucking got a juice box and fucking coloring book with fucking trains on it. He's fucking colored Thomas the Train. They're like, don't worry, you go back out there and you choo choo and you slam that guy. You get another Capri Sun. Speaking of Capri Suns, I got him. Powerball from how, how damn Ice yeah. Train. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Insano shows for mercy. <laughs> they square off. They're evenly matched for a little bit. 
And then Shanghai goes ice trade into a knuckle lock, and he does the old kick you in the gut shit. And then Tex grabs ice trade's leg off of a shoot off, and then Shanghai Shanghai's him. He takes advantage. I got a question. Yeah. And this is totally off topic, but on topic to WCW. What the fuck happened to Scott Norton? He went back to Japan, brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he was so great, man. He was awesome watching his matches. Yeah, I don't think I think he went back to Japan, or he might possibly be even injured, and we just don't know about it. Mm. Yeah, I miss Scott Norton beating the fuck out of people. <laughs> he comes back. He comes back a couple years later, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he's back in Japan at this point. Um, although, hold on, maybe not. Because when, when did the think? North Korea? When did the North Korea thing happen? That's ninety. I think or 95 oh, I thought it was I thought it was 93 maybe it was 94 let's see oh. it might not be 95 but I feel like it's 94 mm. what made you think of uh, uh, Scott, Scott Norton because yeah. I remember Shit. wasn't he feuding with the Shanghai and the, the other guy if you want to call that a feud I guess <laughs> they, they had a, 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 a scuffle in one they of the paper. Yeah, Scott Norton is like two both of them combined though. Yeah, collision in Korea happened in August '95. You're right. So yeah, at this point, I don't think he's with the company uh, anymore. I think he like briefly took a spell off because, uh, or actually, it may not even be that. It might be he's a part of that exchange thing. I think he, I think he was because he yeah. was signed with New Japan for a couple of years before he went to America. Exactly. So. And then, uh, and then they get whenever they like do a swap again. That's how Too Cold ends up over there too, because he ends up over there later on as well. And then uh, by '95, they have the whole uh, like reunion of everybody uh, as they all end up in Korea. So Mm. yeah, I think think that's what's going on. And Norton gets over big as fuck over in Japan. He's a big old fucking kaijin. Yeah, kaijin. Yeah, he's he's massive. Kind of takes the the place of. uh, Vader in a way, just not not quite the same, but like just bad, massive fucking white dude just beating the hell out of everybody. Mm. You, know, you, you know the story of how Vader really got over in Japan, like what what really like put him over. I thought I, I think I've heard this before. Wasn't it related to just how he like wasn't that he no sold anything, but they actually thought he, he hurt someone or something? Was it something about how stiff he was? I, I can't remember though. Not exactly. Like. I, this is his debut match was against Antonio Inoki. And at that point, nobody was beating Antonio Inoki for like years. Mm-hmm. Vader beat Antonio Inoki in his debut match in like three minutes. Oh, damn. He squashed Inoki. I mean, that'll fucking do it. And then everybody could. It actually caused a riot. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, because it's uh, like where Antonio Doki passed away recently. And that story came back out, and I was like, "Oh Holy shit. shit!" Could you imagine <laughs> something like that right now? Like seriously, could you imagine some big, like massive hulking guy just showing up his debut match, just beating Roman Reigns for the title? Fuck! And like a squash, <laughs> like just straight up like wrecking him. Like that would never happen. People would like, melt down. You mean like Wardlow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, uh, yeah, anyway, back to this match though. Uh, 
they try to do the bull rope deal to ice train, but ice train just fucking plows right through it like an ice train, baby. Mm. And he picks Shanghai up and power slams him. He almost dumps him on his fucking head, though. Man, man earned his goddamn happy meal. He gets a three. <coughs> that match literally took like just minutes. Yeah, I didn't give it a rating. Squash. Squash. Rooney for me. But a 10 for, for Ice Train and his character. Somebody um, give him a WWF ice cream bar, even though he's in WCW. Yeah, boy. Then we got Nasty Boys with Missy Hyatt, who was the Na- surprise. Nasty, Nasty Hyatt. Nasty Hyatt. You guys, nothing... hype, you guys hype for Halloween Havoc? Because they did uh, advertise it. Uh, I'm hyped for Cactus Jack and Vader. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah they, they do hit that real quick. Uh, but also, there's Rick yeah. Reed and Ric Flair again. So, okay, there's two matches that are probably good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, Paul Roman, Arn Anderson, they're the champs for WCW tag titles. Uh, this half the, the whole match, arguably. It's just fucking Jesse looking at Missy Hyatt and Tony just being like, can you look at the, the match, please? You blame him? <laughs> I, Why was this match so long? I don't blame him, by so the way. She, she had match. her, like, she had her protuberances. She had her, her tight pants. She had, you know, she, her hair look. She just looked good. That's the best I've seen her look in a while. But mm. yeah, that is Oh my God! There she are women it. that conceived and gave birth to their children in the same time this match happened. For real though, like like it didn't help that it was boring. That's what made it worse. Oh God! Well, yeah, it had, it had the fucking timekeeper Paul Roma in it. Fucking the the gatekeeper of fucking eternity. Like seriously, this match this match actually felt like it was swallowing itself within realities. I don't know that that was totally Paul Roma's fault, though. It it, uh, it is. He's a phenomenon. Whatever he's involved in, it just happens. No, I'll, I'll defend Roma just a touch here, because first I gotta say, Michael, I, I gotta tell Michael Buffer to settle down, because he said Paul Roma is becoming one of the most popular stars in wrestling. I'm like, no, sh- shut up. That's not true. <laughs> oh, how much do they pay you to say that? But. Paul Roma was actually getting chance during this match. Yeah. So. Yeah, because they thought they might end the fucking match if people cheered for him. <laughs> and the nasty boys were like, "Nah, we're gonna let this shit linger." Oh my god, the number of times they repeated the same fucking like cycle of like breakup type of of move, I I, I got so tired of seeing that. Yeah. Like you you can't just like you can't go for a, a pin that's not doesn't really seem like it's gonna work anyway. But then break it up, let someone running in. Like obviously they shouldn't be doing it. You can't just keep doing that over and over and over and over. No, you got to do something else. Uh, and it's like this is this is a weakness of the nasty boys. Uh, I have a note at the end, which asked why did they go past fifteen minutes for this match? Because oh. like it went twenty three. <laughs> you could have told me this match was three hours, and I would have believed you. Then they did like okay. stuff on the outside, by the way, um, where they did like a scoop slam on Arn Anderson, and it's like, well, th- and Tony's like, thank God the cushion's there, but like Jesse's like, yeah, but there's concrete under it. And he's like, yeah, there's nothing to give, 
And then uh, they did a segment where one of the nasty boys, I don't know if it was, uh, was it Set Knobs, I think? Knobs took the You're chair. You're fucking interchangeable to me. Like, I don't remember which is which. <laughs> but he took Jesse's chair and, like, Knobs hit him. Yeah, okay. hit, hit Arn with the chair. Yeah. It looked uh, like it hurt. Well. And then the, and the crowd was chanting crack whore to Missy Hyatt. I fucked up, and they, that, that asshole threw a dollar at her. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I was Jesse, I would have took that dollar, by the way. If I was Missy, I would have took that dollar. Mm-hmm. I would have picked that dollar up and be like, thanks, and just put it in my pocket. <laughs> just... Or, like, take it and, like, uh, put it, uh, like, in between Sags's, uh crack of the ass and then hand it back to the, the kid. Take it. <laughs> Roll your cigarette up, pull our truth, and light up there in the arena. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, like Nobs tries to dump start, jump start this whole thing. He attacks Roma from behind the corner, but Roma's like, "Aha!" And he leapfrogs over Nobs and he starts punching him, power slams him. Sags tries to interfere, and he gets power slammed too. And then Roma drop kicks him, and then the match just kind of stalls out for a minute when they regroup, and this is like where shit starts to slow down for a while, because Roma and Anderson work over Knobs and Sag's leg for like a while, both of them. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you guys are like getting heat spots when you're like baby faces, I guess. Mm. And then the crowd, yeah, the crowd's like not really into it after a while. They kind of kill the crowd. <laughs> It's like basically they're dead until unless Arn Anderson does something or if Missy Hyatt's out there on the floor getting heat. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of it, it kind of like obviously we know that they're like mid carters uh, and obviously having Missy Hyatt there kind of upgrades them a little bit because now they have uh, there's eyes on the team because of Missy Hyatt. But at the same time, I'm just like, that's kind of fucking because the whole match. They weren't looking at the match. They were looking at Missy Hyatt. And I was, too. No, that whole front row was too busy fucking with her the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, nobody cared. Well, the match sucked because the fucking... If you pay too much attention to it, you'll get sucked into the black hole and die. It won't yeah. exist. They, they get into the black hole, uh, which is... Uh, I think one of the nasties hits... Roma from behind, and it slows the whole match down after that because they start getting offense, mm-hmm. which isn't bad offense. They don't do anything that looks bad. Nothing's executed poorly from the Nasty Boys, really. It's just that, like, the way that they wrestled that match was they did drawn-out heat shit for, like, a really long time, and they didn't really change up how they were doing it. It, it didn't <laughs> make any sense in some yeah. cases because why? why is – like I, I don't know. I, I thought the match just was a big fat goose egg, stunk ass. Very there were very few moments in the match where I was even interested. Again, like you said, like Missy not the fact that she's just out there as a distraction, but the fact that it was like more entertaining to try to like pay attention to what was going on with her or listen to the commentary talk about that than watch the match is sucks. Poor Arn Anderson trying to give the rub to this poor guy. And Paul Roma, and just getting sucked down into the black hole. Um, he had a good ass spine buster, though. I mean, 
you know, or did a couple yeah. good things. Yeah, yeah, um, he had a couple good things. The finish was weird. Yeah, the finish was strange. Uh, <clears throat> what? Hang on, where's it? I got something here. Oh yeah. No, uh, yeah, finish what you're doing. But yeah, I, I, the finish was really strange. All right, I wrote this note <laughs> like the nasties are getting long heat, and then Jesse says a hush has fallen over the crowd. I was like, "Fucking, you said it." <laughs> Kill mm-hmm. the crowd. Well, uh, what I don't get is like they 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 did that promo with Uncle Eric before. Yeah, and they're like, we have a surprise, and we're gonna put the fucking uh, four horsemen through, you know, a top rope uh, bulldog, and they try to do it, but it never happens, and I get pissed off. Like we waited throughout this whole fucking match, and you would think the ending would be uh, Roma pretty much going through a, a a doomsday bulldog, pretty much, and it never happened. Nope, but that's okay. Fuck this match. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Arn finally breaks his heat up and he hits like a double because they beat on his ass for a while. And he hits double face buster. He tags Roma. Roma does a big missile drop kick. They double team the nasties. And Arn hits the spine buster. He sets up for the swan dive. Roma does the swan dive, but Arn is like slow to get out of the ring or some shit and it distracts the referee. So then Nobs. It's like what? Either or, he's up on the top rope, and he's like, "Oh shit!" He jumps off the top rope and elbow drops him on the back of the fucking head. It's like three hundred pound fuck. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be enough to get a pin." And yeah, the other guy rolls over and pins him, and that's he wins. Yeah, but it wasn't even just that. It was that plus like Arn is like in the ring still, right next to where the pin's happening, but like just. It's just like turned away from him. He has back turned to everything, and it and they turns around. And it's like, oh no, we lost! And he falls to his knees, like his, his fucking. He just found out his wife died or something. He, he was shooting. No, <laughs> it, it was fake. He was acting. It, no, he's, he should have beat Paul Roma's ass right there and turned heel. He didn't have to beat his ass because Arn wanted them to lose. Well, yeah, of course he did. He wanted to be like he wanted that shit to be over with, and Paul Roman to just like wither away and die in the wrestling world. Mm. But I, I wrote like, uh, what the fuck is going on with these tag titles? Because this is like the second title change has happened like really fast, and I thought they were wanting Anderson and Roma to be like the tag team they're pushing. Unless Arn Anderson was like, "Look, brother, this shit's not really working. We need to like stop this." <laughs> but Nasty Boy shouldn't be having matches that go longer than fifteen minutes. Jesus, this was dull. <laughs> yeah, but I will say. Nice long-term storytelling with Missy Hyatt because remember she was following, following Ric Flair all the time and wanting to talk to him, and then Ric Flair kind of brushes her off, and then she said, "I would get back to at, at you," and she did. She she became the manager of the Nasty Boys and took away the titles from the Four Horsemen. Good storytelling on that part. That's an, I think that may have been accidental. No. That that's an empowered independent woman who who hmm. got her revenge. <laughs> so, well, all right, whatever you want to believe. Doing her Marissa Tomei fucking my cousin Vinny fucking accent. Shut up. So, I give it a three point nine out of ten. I gave it a three out of ten. Uh, I'm right in between you all. I gave it three and a half chances. So. See, here's my thing. It's like I was saying up above. 
nobody did anything poorly. It's just that whoever laid this out or whatever or decided, yeah, we'll go this long, they should have said, no, stop. And they should have been like Big Sky and fucking Charlie Norris and been like, all right, brother, this isn't working. Let's just get the fuck out of here. They should have ended this match like 10 minutes earlier than what it went. Should have gave the war games a little bit more time. Yeah. 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 I know. 100%. And the worst part is like, I think. This is the second longest match of the night. Yeah. By like a big margin. It's not all at all deserved. I'm assuming the title match is the longest. Yeah. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah. The title match is long too, but in a different way. Like the title match doesn't feel as long as it is, even though it's the longest match. That tag title match felt like it was forever. It felt just longer watching than shows was. like a good metric of things is just you should never be watching a wrestling match and going, God, when is this going to be over? No. If you're thinking that about a match, that tells you right there it's not working. Nope. Yeah, when you start thinking about how long something is or whatever, your mind starts wandering. You're it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually left. Like the and went and like took like a really <laughs> swift shit and came back and I was like, this is still on. What the fuck is happening? You just straight up walked off, and took a shit. I straight up left to take a shit because that was more important in my time. <laughs> they do like an interview after the match and it's just like, bleh. They don't really say anything. Uh, they recap all the stuff that went on with Cactus Jack including how they finally found him in Cleveland and he like shaved his beard and he didn't recognize his own family or whatever the fuck who were obviously actors. And then Dubs was talking about how somebody in the background looked like they had blackface or something. I I didn't catch that. I didn't either. (laughs) I think we just tried to make them look like a dirty tramp, like literally. And You know, they smeared too much dirt on her face. Yeah, it's messed up. I do like that they gave the entire uh, Cactus Jack head injury anthology all in one go. You never had to once pay attention to anything going on to then finally know what was happening because they told the whole story right here. Look, I thought that was Raven at first. I swear to God, (laughs) from that side profile, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing there? I was like, no, it's fucking, that's Mick Foley. It's Jack. Yeah, he's just dirty <laughs> like, and like, shaved. Cactus like, had it right, right? You smudge a little bit, you show your skin color. But this bitch is like, I'm taking the whole fucking thing and putting it all over my face and chest. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. I never saw the end of that story before until like I watched this. It was like, wow, that was terrible. But you know his promo he did out in the street later. I guess when he grew, regrew his beard and found oh, his mind. That was a good promo. That was a damn good promo. It was that that was a classic Cactus Jack promo. That was yeah. yeah. But but instead of uh, I don't know facing Vader, but obviously Vader is in the War Games. You get Yoshi Kwan. <laughs> the the hired gun, Yoshi Kwan. Yoshi Kwan is the bounty, and he got Yoshi Kwan to be the bounty hunter because he knows martial arts. <laughs> so he's dangerous. He's from the Orient. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the Asiatic nerve hold. He knows the Oriental nerve hold. <laughs> so, <laughs> he owns Oriental rugs. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wanted to make a joke about Oreos, but I can't do it. Let's just continue. So Jack jump starts it, and he leaps on Yoshi, and he starts throwing bombs, and then he clotheslines him outside. He does the practice <laughs> where they both flip outside. And then he starts to go after Harley Race because that's another thing. Harley Race has his little bag that he stole from him. And he wants it back. And that's another stipulation of this match. If you want your, your bag back, Jack, you got to – if you want your sack back, Jack, you got to take it from me. I stole your sack. <laughs> I like this whole fucking ring on fire. I Shit like this you. whole fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking love that. The concept of this match is like, oh, well, he doesn't really care about winning or needing to win. He just wants to get that sack back from, from Harley. Harley Race uh, stole what? Jack's sack. He took his sack. He, he took the, the Jack sack. The Cactus Jack sack. Who can I, stop Harley Race anyway? So it's like, you know, you're going to have to just take it back from him. I wish they do like some type of uh, like really long time bu- uh, booking with this, where he has this little mysterious bag, but it's like the other personalities of him, where it's like Mick Foley, fucking Mankind, and Dude Love is all in that bag. It'd <laughs> be yeah. weird. It, it'd be weird. It's like it's the whole like you know paranormal shit. Like I th- I think it would be pretty cool. I don't like paranormal shit. Right Cactus here. Jack and a fucking Papa Shango. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but what is in that bag? It's 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 a keepsake. It's got his spiders. Hey, everybody, real quick. Did you guys see that news story where Eric Rowan finally told everybody what the fuck was in that cage he had? Yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> we talked about okay. this last episode. Did we? Yeah, we did. We talked about this because uh uh. We talked about how like Alexa Bliss was gonna potentially be inside it, or, or I think you, it's what you brought up. Like a person would be inside of it, but it was supposed to be like a little version of a, uh, like a girl or something, right? But it was like a, a doll no. or something. It was inside it. No, it was supposed to be like a, a therapy animal. It was supposed to be a rat. And oh, they, right. oh, okay. They were, were going to do this thing. Remember, like when. Jake Roberts had the snake in the bag and then Earthquake just fucking crushed the snake in the bag. Yeah. They were going to do that with Seth uh, Rollins curb stomping his rat. Okay, but instead it, it said Drew uh, just fucking killed the mechanical spider. By yeah. the way, I, I don't remember having weird. this conversation last time we recorded I yeah, we know we talked about it because we talked about how like we were talking about what if a person was inside of it, and the dubs went like crazy. And he was like, "What? What if all of the Bray Wyatt universe was inside of it?" Or something? <laughs> 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 fucking weird, like fucking men in black like snow the, globe shit. That's like the, yeah, that's the ending of that weird show where it was all in a snow globe the whole time, and it was in that kid's imagination or some shit. It I must really have, I must have been on the bean. You were on yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. kicked in. Uh yeah, Quan tries he fucking fucks up <clears throat> Jack when he's trying to get his bag back and he hits him with a knee to the back and he uses martial arts on him for a while. Not the martial and, arts. And I was like, man, I like Yoshi Quan, but his shit just looks so fake. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fake Asian. He's got, the fucking, he's got that eyebrow game, though. He just got the eyebrow game. I don't remember it looking that fake the last time I saw him. It looks even <laughs> faker. Yeah, he, he's like he's like 
pushing, like he's close to Shang Tsung level with that eyebrow. Like it's getting all raised and pointed. I'm like, you're looking a little bit of like Lucifer. So I have to be careful. Confucius say, like that's he's getting close to that. It's like, oh. But uh, Jack gets a bunch of offense, and Yoshi oversells it, including a funny inverted atomic drop. Yeah, what he, the like, fuck? he goes, oh, he's like shaking. And he turns around, and he looks directly at the camera. He's like, oh. <laughs> Arlie gets on the apron. He tries to do something, but then Yoshi accidentally hits him. Like he's trying to hit Jack, but he dodged. And then he's like, oh no, Jack hits double arm DAT and he wins. And then Jack suplexes race into the ring and he retrieves his sack. And then he tells Vader that he's he's fucking next. Bang bang. Yes. Baby! Short and sweet. No big deal. 5.0 out of 10. Wow, we're on the we're on the same page. Five out of ten for me too. Yeah. Maybe I I don't know. Maybe I was a little higher on it. I get I gave a little more. I, I actually had it at five and a half. That was a little more entertaining. Maybe it's coming off of what that tag match was. I was like, oh, something I actually don't mind watching. Yeah, I mean this was hey, it didn't overstay its welcome. Yoshi Kwan might have been acting really fake, but at least it was entertaining. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah. I think that's what gets me. Yeah, the Yoshi Kwan stuff is just so over the top and stupid. It, it's just funny. You know what? Arn Anderson might have had a better thing going if they made Yoshi Kwan the other horseman and they both teamed together. Oh, shit. This guy's from the Orient. He, he has like, he knows Oriental women. You know, they all hang out together. Asian loves horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like trying to like, I'd rather have Yoshi Kwan over Paul Roma. If anything, just take out Paul Roma, put fucking Yoshi Kwan and fucking repackage him. Re- yeah. Fucking repackage him and it's like, this is general so. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do like a, a cringe singularity segment where it's like we try to find things that are worse than Paul Roma. And you know there's things that are worse than Paul Roma. You know there's people worse than him. Yeah. <laughs> he's not the it's, worst wrestler, but oh my god. He's not. Like, okay, so like who's better, Eric Watts or Paul Roma? Paul Roma. Paul Roma. Yeah, Paul Roma, but fuck Eric Watts. It's all about where you're it's it's not just about how good you are, it's also <laughs> about your it's also about your lane, right? Sure. And it's like I'll give uh, Eric Watts has more personality than Paul Roma, but, but it's like, I don't know. There's something about him where you still don't give a fuck at all. Eric Eric Watts couldn't wrestle out of himself out of a paper bag. No, Eric Watts could actually wrestle well. It's just nobody fucking cared. No, seriously. I mean, all the shit he would do was executed. Well, just who get nobody gave a fuck about him. He's a carrot top of fucking wrestling. Fuck off. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about all, all that. I, I mean, he, he can wrestle, but it's... Uh, I will say... If story-wise, if anything, like, if they had a story to build, Arn Anderson was <coughs> feuding with Eric Watts. If anything, that would have been kind of funny as a tag team, Arn Anderson and Eric Watts. Mm-hmm. Fucking Come, horseman. That would be fucking weird. I'm full circle. No, we got uh, Ravishing Rick Rude versus Ric Flair with Fifi. Ric Flair is the champion for the 
It's not the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship anymore. It is the WCW International Heavyweight Championship. You don't say it on air, but that's what it officially is now from this point on. Yeah, it's it's become the, the new belt. Yeah. It's okay. not the world title. It's a different world title. <laughs> it's going to become the title in a couple of years, right? Yeah, this, yeah, this is how you avoid lawsuits is what, what uh, we're getting at. Yeah. So you give it a different name. It's technically not the same title. <laughs> oh boy. They get in the ring. They set this up a little bit. They show some shit from Flair from Flair at the Gold from before. And uh Rude gets the mic from Michael Buffer and he calls Flair boy. And he tells him he's gonna leave with his title and his woman. And he takes his robe off and she's on his crotch. And I'm like, That's yes. <laughs> That's great. And on the back is two hearts. It's rude and fucking Fifi. Yeah. True uh, love forever. This is <laughs> great. Rick such an asshole. It's great. <laughs> it is. And then, like, to top that off, Jesse's making a bunch of hilarious sexist comments. Like, <laughs> like he's, she's like, he goes like, what business does she have at ringside here? And then, like, Tony's like, the same business Missy Hyatt had at ringside. It's like, this isn't her job. Her job is to, like, clean the dishes and clean out ashtrays. You know, jobs that women are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Tony's like, ah, oh, I won't even dignify this. He's like, ah, oh, uh, And then he keeps going. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you know what they say about women? And then he's like, what? <laughs> like, he knows it's going to be bad. And he's like, they should be barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and oh Tony's like, uh, Miss Sarah Lee over there is giving you the side eye. And he's like, Sarah Lee, she makes bread, she makes cakes. Women are good <laughs> at that too. <laughs> he's making the bread references to the rest of the match, like deep, deep fucking in the match. He makes some reference to Betty Crocker, and I'm like, the fuck? And then he goes back to the Sarah Lee thing, and I'm like, he is deep in this. Like, I think, it's been several minutes since it's been referenced, and he keeps bringing it back up. I think my favorite part of it, though, was, like, Tony's like, if you're not careful, she's going to cut your mic, and he keeps going, and then eventually his mic does actually get cut or something. And he's like, and he's like, oh, they cut his mic. He's like, wow, this is actually pretty enjoyable now. <laughs> he takes Tony's fucking microphone. He's like, you, you don't cut me off. <laughs> you SOB Sarah Lee. <laughs> Uh, it was actually kind of funny. Yeah, um, it was pretty good. This is uh, there's a lot that they do, and I wrote a fuck ton of notes, but I don't want to try to do all that shit because it's it's a long match. <laughs> so just hit all, the like with that. The if that you, you like. play by play on this, it is it is long. Yeah, just you know when I marked out right when 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 they did the atomic drop. Yeah, yeah. and he sold it like a champ. I also marked out what. I always say Rude's great at selling too. Just like Steamboat's like the pinnacle of babyface selling, Rick Rude is the pinnacle of heel selling. Mm-hmm. He, like he did uh, a move really early in the match where he tried to do like that top rope knee drop, which is sometimes a finisher for him. But it was too early and he just missed. And it's like when he missed, it's like his knee jammed up and he was like, ah, ah. It's like he was about to cry or some shit and he couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it, like people don't want to like look like that anymore. They don't want to actually make it like I'm some chicken. I'm 
I'm this big asshole, but in reality, I'm like a total chicken shit when I get hurt. <laughs> oh, something about that. I got a question. I know we're jumping like back and forth on this match, but was it a big deal now in the ninety early nineties or even back then to like steal the other opponent's finisher move? Because like Tony, like uh, they, both commentators like marked out. They're like, "Oh, he's doing the rude awakening, Ric Flair." That used to be a big deal, even in the up to the early two thousands. I would say that still wasn't a very common thing to do. Yeah, uh, but you know what? I always wanted to see. It's really stupid, but it, I had I created a wrestler. I can't remember which which wrestling game it was. Um, it was either one of the very first Raw versus SmackDown, or it was right before that. Oh yeah, it was on. It was on one of those PS two games, but. Um, I basically made him Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball, but his entire gimmick was to steal. Like, he didn't have a finisher. He pirated other people's fish. He only stole everyone else's finisher. That was how you finished matches. That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was a fucking pirate. That's a huge straight up pirate. So, I always thought that'd be a funny thing to have in wrestling. But, oh, man. Well. But this is a good physical match. Um, I call it typical Southern style main event where it lasts a while. Uh, usually Southern style main events go pretty long. They go like about 20 minutes or longer. Oh yeah. They <coughs> um, always push. I mean, some of those, depending on where they get, they even push like possibly drawing. Mm-hmm. Which they would do a lot too. Mm-hmm. It was hard hitting. Like you know, Flair does, does the chops. He does the punches. And Rude does. He's got good punches too. He did the get thrown at the turnbuckle and flip over on the outside. Uh, Rick Flair also did the the delayed drop when he uh, you know he does the the face slam when he sells the flare flop. Yeah, the flare flop. flop. Yeah. He also did the fucking. He cross bodied Rude over the ropes outside. And I was like, holy shit, I just didn't expect that because he just did it out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they did it to where it's like Flair kind of hurt himself more than he hurt Rude on that one. And that's when Rude kind of took control again for a while. Puts him in the camel clutch and he makes him humble for a while. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> they, I like that they kept trying to think of every goddamn way to describe the camel clutch without calling it that. Yeah, I don't know why, because Shiki Baby was under contract to WCW at that point. It didn't make any sense. They just kept not calling it that, but uh, they spent a lot of time in that move. They did. Uh, they also spent a lot of time. They spent a lot of time working Rude's arm. Uh, he mm-hmm. put him in like various armbar, hammer locks, and he keep dropping knees on his, his arm and shit. Um, let's see. Yeah, the. I got the the crossbody part. The outside popped me. Uh, the other thing that popped me was when Rick Rude's doing the camel clutch. He was taunting Fifi, and mm-hmm. then he did you know, like guys will do the thing where they they got a guy in a hold or some shit, or they're draped over the rope hanging. They leap up in the air and fucking land on him with their ass, and it like hurts them, hurts their yeah. back. Yeah, he did that. He hit it once, and he's like he fucks him up a little bit more. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna do it again. And he does again. He misses. He lands on his ass. And again, he does that amazing heel selling where he's like, oh, 
He's busting his ass and he's about to cry. I wanted to say it. My ass. That- Bust. That's what I think. No, no. But Bully Ray did that. Like, I forgot what that was in TNA. He got hit in the nuts. And then he's like, Taz, my balls. <laughs> he's like, Taz. And Taz is like, what? My balls. <laughs> Oh, the modern take. My hole. My hole. <laughs> or, or if it real deep cut, my veg. My veg. <laughs> and then the referee's like, what do you say? Like, you're supposed to give up. And she's like, I said my veg hurts. How <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You like, she quit? didn't know what the no, fuck he meant. My veg. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Um, eventually Rube locks at a bear hug for a while and then Flair gouges his eyes and punches the shit out of him to get out of it. He hot shots Flair is a good spot. And then he hits a couple flying forearms. But then on the third one, he gut shots him and then Flair hits a big back suplex. Uh, and I think he tries to rip, uh, whip Rude in the corner, but he stops Flair and he just DDTs him out of nowhere for two. And I was like, oh, shit. You don't really see Rick Rude do a DDT that often. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, Flair, yeah, there's that spot where he was getting ready to set up the Rude Awakening, but then Flair reverses it, just hits the Rude Awakening on him, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they flip out on commentary over that. That was cool. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. I think Flair shoots Rudolph. He tries to do a sleeper. Or Rude puts the sleeper on Flair. I'm sorry. And then Flair starts hitting shin breakers to get out of it. And then he puts the figure four on him and he cradles him when Flair does that and almost gets him, but he kicks out. It was a good near fall. Flair does the flip over spot again. You know, he gets thrown in the corner. He flips over to the opposite turnbuckle, but this time he gets stopped. He gets clotheslined. Mm-hmm. Rude does hit that knee drop for a two, and then it gets into the finish. Flair gets thrown out, and Rude taunts Fifi, and he kisses her forcefully, and then she slaps him, and then Rude just picks her up and puts her in the ring and starts yelling at her. <laughs> he manhandled her. And- and then Flair gets back in the ring and he gets revenge for it. He hits a bunch of punches and shit and the backdrop and the, the inverted atomic drop, which Rude does the sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he flap Jackson and then he does the figure four. And then Fifi's like, oh shit, hang on, wait, because Rude's like reaching into his tights like almost immediately when he gets put in the hold. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh shit, I'm not going to get out of this one. So he starts like fishing for something. And then she sees it, it distracts the referee, but it's brass knucks. He goes, wham. He's out like light. He pins him. Yeah, the way they booked that, by the way, it made it look like Fifi was like turning to Rick Rude for the distraction. And it wasn't like telegraphed well enough. Like I understood what they were doing, but like in the eyes, like I think back then someone would have been, oh my God, she's with uh, Rude now. Mm-hmm. I 100% expected her to like actively like kick Flair while he was down and turn and then go with Rude. Mm-hmm. It's like she got that she got that uh, man caterpillar uh, lip lock and was like, nope, I have to have that now. Mm-hmm. That's my <laughs> beef. That's my flavor saver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, 
Cam, this was a good match. Uh, yeah. 8.3 out of 10. Nice. I gave nice. it an 8 out of 10. Same. I gave, I gave it right out 8. Uh, match is really good. I mean, again, a long match, but worked really well. Uh, the ending, I agree. The only thing I, I, I kind of got hung up on was like, Fifi would have been better off actually turning. If not, then don't do the sell that way. I guess. Like, I, do a I spot think, where, like, the ref is out or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was the ending was just executed not so great. I mean, I, I got what they were trying to do, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I did too. But it, it, it at first it was confusing, like, oh, she is going to turn. And it's like, oh, she didn't. But uh, okay. Then yeah. we got the main event. This was a main event? Uh, yeah. And you know what? Like, because of how weird the fucking ceiling was close to their fucking heads, like, you couldn't even do a fucking suplex if you tried. Nope, uh, and Brian Pillman found out the hard way. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the year Sid, before. Sid tried to powerbomb him, and he hit the ceiling, and he was like, oh, shit! And he fucking dropped oh. him on his head. Yep, he just <laughs> fucking died. Yeah, but... I, I wrote down these notes. I said, you know when you were a kid and your friends came over for like a sleepover and you're like, hey, I want to play some WWF in real life. And you decided to like wrestle in your living room, but like you don't go all the way like hardcore like because you could kill someone. This is what it felt like in the fucking in the, the war games cage. Mm-hmm. It's just like like, them, yeah. Did you guys yeah. ever end up in the ER because someone was like someone accidentally like kicked someone in the face and they got mad. So then they DET'd him into the fucking air vent. Cause that 100% happened in my house. Someone kicked me with an enziguri. I was like, fuck that. I DET'd his ass right into the air vent and, and cut uh, his eyebrow. And he had to go get stitches. I, I, got, I got my ass beat over that. I was like, that's amazing. Seven or eight. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't I, drop. I didn't drop just any DDT. I hit him with the fucking rock, where you like slap the back and just drop him. Oh yeah, I got it. Was, it felt good. Uh, last beat. A nice quick story. So there was like this Tom girl who always used to like hang out with you know the boys, uh, and she's like, I wanted to you know wrestle. Uh, so <laughs> I fucking Bronco busted her and broke her nose. Oh my god. <laughs> Like oh I did it God. by accident because I was like, you Bronco Buster. What was she against? A fucking chair? Uh the couch. Oh, okay. Like she's yeah. on the couch and you okay, yeah. that, that makes more sense. So that's what yeah. they call that nowadays. Yeah, and <laughs> dude, I because I was a big fucking X Pac mark back then. Uh so I was like, fucking you suck it. <laughs> and then I did the fucking Bronco Buster and I, the first my fucking thigh just cracks all here. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and all of a sudden blood started coming down her nose. Mm-mm-mm. And Let's I got see. and I got uh grounded for like two months without PS one. Damn. Yeah. I did a uh uh you know the sweep move in Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that to my brother and caused bust his chin open and caused him to get stitches there. Damn. <laughs> There, I joined the club. There you go. You did it. We all, we're all badasses. He yeah. made me mad. He wouldn't leave me alone, so I, I sweep the leg. I beat there, there it is. I was. I mean, I was like nine. <laughs> he was like four. So whatever. Yeah, Brian Garland smelled what I was cooking that day. <laughs> That's right, you little bitch. <laughs> anyway, 
It's Dustin Rhodes, Sting, the Shockmaster with Animal for some reason, and the British Bulldog. I don't know why Animal's there. It's fucking just- what? Okay, hold on. I just we can go back to this because it's the logic in this. You have look at the names of this fucking match. Aside from Harlem Heat, which they're trying to like actually build to be this viable like team that's coming on the scene, you have five massive main event guys, and you have the a fucking Road Warrior on your show, and you're like, no, he shouldn't wrestle. I'm I'm gonna get this guy that that we try to debut with the fucking weird ass fucking dildo Star Trooper Star Trooper <laughs> helmet. Fucking you fall <laughs> yeah. And they put the fucking hard hat on him. And they're like, no, no, he needs to be in the match, not the Road Warriors. That's so fucking what? backwards. I yeah. Well, even if they wanted the Shockmaster in there, like they did a shoot uh like injury kind of thing with Dustin Rhodes where he's literally like dead. <laughs> and he's like the first yeah. he's he's like, I'll volunteer to go first. And I'm like, why? You're dead. <laughs> like you should be last. Yeah, you've, you've been fucked up for weeks. They've been picking <laughs> on you. Why don't you let the big fat guy go in first, or like stay or Stang? Why don't you let Stang go in? Yeah, I'd, I'd fucking put Snorlax in there. Like, no, get in there, you fat piece of shit. Can't even fucking move. Just sit down in the fucking middle of the ring. Nobody can do anything to you. The only thing I thought strategy wise is like, even if they were gonna just beat the shit out of Dustin for like what four minutes or whatever, that means they'll get tired before like Stang comes in and like gets them <laughs> because what? he's a. Fr- fresh why does dustin keep wanting to like reenact the passion of dustin why does he want to like do why does he want to punish himself more (laughs) i what i learned about dustin is that he likes to bleed and he likes to make people eat the inside of his shoe that that, that boot like they they use that repeatedly like they got mileage out of that fucking shoe i like how this match starts though it's like dustin's like fuck like it's dumb but i I like how hard he goes for it. He goes, fuck it. He runs in there and he just starts punching the shit out of Vader. Like he's pissed. And then he takes the fucking cowboy boot off and he starts beating the shit out of him with it. Oh yeah, what? he's like legitimately over Vader. Like he's just beating up Vader until uh until Vader, just decides, to, yeah, until Vader just decides to swing his arm. <laughs> yeah. But he, but even then, like they, they go back and forth and right before the next person comes in. Uh, I think uh, Kane comes in uh, yeah. next. Before Kane comes in, and it's two on one situation. Like uh, Dustin's still holding his own. Right? Still is, yeah, yeah. That's got to be Kane. Kane comes in. Yeah, it's Kane. The dust. Let's see what uh, Dustin punches the shit out of Vader some more, and he hits a, a DDT. And yeah, then Kane comes in. It shows that they do the coin toss thing on the ramp, and the heels win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vader goes for the super body block, but Dustin hits the power slam. He does the old power slam reversal thing. Mm-hmm. Kane comes in, but Dustin starts beating him up too. Kane and Vader beat him up and bust him open. So he's bleeding. Then Sting, yeah. Sting comes in. And then Sting clotheslines everybody and he beats the shit out of both of them for a while. <laughs> Crowd goes wild because it's Stang. Stang. The Stang's mm-hmm. fucking bombs he does that shit where i love it when they do this i love it when sting and vader wrestle and they do this thing where sting will get vader into a corner and he'll just throw like the hardest looking punches ever at him 
<laughs> it's like he's just teeing off on Vader. It's great. Uh, and then Sid comes in. And then Sid just starts cleaning the house. He chokes Slam Stang. And this slows things down for a while. <laughs> he's just they're they're he's beating the shit out of both of them basically for a while. And then Bulldog comes in. And he closes on Sid. Real quick. Sid, this whole fucking match. Sid is hyper fucking aware of the dimensions of this cage. I feel like that dude was having PTSD from the year before because yeah. of the fucking cage ceiling or something. Because I felt like every time he would move, he he moved like he was inside of a closet. Like he, he did. He, he was like, I'd be terrified of touching a wall or the ceiling. Sid forgot I how. So I, I legit think it was a thing. Like Sid just forgot how tall he was. Because yeah. motherfucker's like almost seven feet tall. So yeah, when he lifts up somebody for a move like that, boom, he hits the ceiling. No, I'm I'm being serious. I'm not even like like just joking for me. I legit think Sid was like nervous about doing that again. And like the way he moved through the ring, like it just looks so awkward sometimes. It's like, like he wrapped he, him in bubble wrap and he was trying to not <laughs> yeah, he just moves so weird. He's really uncomfortable in that thing. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, oh shit, I just like jumped the wrong way. I'm gonna hit the fucking head and fuck beautiful. Better be careful. Come out. Better be careful how I pick somebody up. Like fucking bounce them off the top of the cage. Yeah, I'm like eat um, someone out of the fucking arena. Let's see. Vader tries to do something, and then Bulldog does the power slam thing again. And I was like, well, you guys already did that. Why are you doing yeah. it again? Mm-hmm. They don't need that again. Don't do it twice. Uh, Sting and Bulldog press Sid into the cage, which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. they were they were uh, they were preying on his cageophobia. Yeah, his cageophobia. <laughs> <laughs> Fear of cages. Uh, Cole comes in next, and the heels regain control, and you know he doesn't really do anything impressive. He just kind of like punches people. And then, then the Shockmaster comes in. And he's like, is he going to make it in? He, he, like, climbs through three sets of ropes. He's like, he made it. <laughs> like, that was the whole thing, but whether or not he was going to fall. And then he, like, he punches Vader three times and knocks him out. <laughs> and he's just, he keeps throwing coal into the cage like he owes him fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he just keeps he keeps picking Booker T up and throwing his ass into that cage. Like multiple times. And then eventually he puts him in a bear hug. And then Kane's over there near him in the in the corner. And then he's like, oh shit, oh shit. But then Bulldog puts him in a sleeper. So that that gives him the excuse. He got put in a hold. But Vader's out. He got knocked out. So some fat guy punched him. And Sid's over there in the op, the other ring in the background. Oh yeah, with Dustin, yeah, just like hanging out over there, but clearly just like watching what's going on, right? It's like he, it's like he was beating the shit out of Dustin, and Dustin's like obviously supposed to be dead tired. He's bleeding and shit, and, and then Sid turns around, and sees what happened. And he's like, it's like he's, he, it's like he realized, oh, this is the end of the match, and he just stopped it moving. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's over. Never mind. Okay, go home. And. and uh, Colt taps out to that bear hug, basically. He gives up. Uh, and I was like, it's it? <laughs> and then, okay, that's the best part. Then the good guys celebrating just walk out across the other ring, out 
without anyone reacting at all, no one attacking them, nothing. They just walk out and celebrate. And that was it. It's like they couldn't believe. It's like the heels couldn't believe that they lost. Then Vader realized what happened. He got mad. Mm-hmm. And then Sid was like, oh, yeah, I need to be mad, too. He got mad as well. <laughs> yeah, I heard someone yell. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be angry. How dare you do this? I'm not satisfied. You get He's back like, here. He said, I demand satisfaction. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> like, I paid you $50. My hour's not over. <laughs> My favorite part is Sid forgetting that he's heel. And he takes all the competitors and raises their head, waiting for like a an applause, but everybody's booing them. And he's like, oh, wait, I'm a fucking heel. And oh, he's yeah. like, we're supposed to get booed. What was Sid doing? <laughs> I don't think he wanted to be in that match. I think he was like, "This is this is kind of like not good." I think Chaz's like, PTSD. "I want to go home. I want to go home and play softball. I like this cage." Chaz's PTSD theory is true. I'm telling you, man. Man's not happy in that cage. He was he like discombobulated him, and he was like just off. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, while this whole thing's happening, Cole is yelling about, "I didn't give up." I never give up. But sometimes when a man gets trapped in a situation he can't help, he's got to say, I give up. I'll fight another day. I'm like, what? And, and, he, like, he sits. and then he like <laughs> did like a random scream where he's like, ah. <laughs> like he, he cut a whole promo with that camera. <laughs> yeah, he cut a whole promo, but it made no sense. The first thing he said is, I didn't give up. They, they cheated us. I didn't give up. But then he justified why sometimes you shouldn't give up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did not give up. Sometimes you should, though. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> We're coming for you. Oh God, it's the walls of the hood. I guess you don't give up, yeah. but sometimes you do. What's uh, the, the modern war games? Is it still like you give up pretty much, or is there a referee in the ring now? I totally like, forgot. Pinfall or submission? Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think what they should do um, is have a referee in the ring, and people that get pinned are ineligible to pin or submit anybody, but they could still be in the the war. I think that would be interesting, but you would have to like, <laughs> you would have to like really know who's the fucking eligible person. Oh, see, I would what I would do, and I'm hoping they do this because it's they're mixing it with Survivor Series, the modern one. I agree. I like I like having the the ref in the the ring and it being pinfall submission, uh, give up whatever for that individual person. But it should just be an elimination match. Mm. Like yeah, I, I, would... I like that with Survivor Series. That'd be really cool. Or a night quit match where you put a microphone in in the ring. And well, I mean, in a way, but that's that's the old school one in a way because it doesn't have to just be. That's like uh, what they do with Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts was uh, originally supposed to be like the OG War Games where you uh, you didn't have a pin. You all, the only way to win is by submission or literally saying I quit or I surrender. Mm-hmm. So uh, that kind of fits the old way. I mean, I guess you could have that still, but I, I like the elimination idea of it. Um, or the eligibility thing that that seems cool too. Because um, that oh, that also allows you to do the thing where instead of it, it make it being possible to pin someone before the everyone's in the ring, you can have people that are ineligible to make the winning pin or submission or something because they got beat earlier in the match, like super early. So, Interesting. Yeah, but 
I don't know. There wasn't enough depth of that to, to fix this, though. All that yeah. shit that happened in fucking two-minute bear hug. This was a, kind of an underwhelming War Games, honestly. It's one just, of the worst War Games matches I've ever watched. The finish sucked. It just didn't seem like that was the end of it. It was just like... So flat. What? Okay. <laughs> it kind of reminds all... me of, like, someone pulling the... Uh... The, the fire alarm in school and everybody had to like leave the school uh, because of the fire alarm. That's how the match ended. Like everybody came out of the ring and you're like, yeah. it's over. This made me think um, of uh what's the match? Is it, uh it's, it's Hogan and is it Hogan and Macho Man or Hogan and Sting? It's just them literally against like the entire like heel faction uh, in that like ridiculous cage. And they just beat the hell out of everyone to win. Just the two of them. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, yeah. Like, in premise, that that should be worse than this, but it's not because the sheer spectacle is so ridiculous that it's funny, so it's entertaining. Where this is just like, this should have been great. And it's really flat, because half the people in the in the match didn't feel like they wanted to be there. Huh. What do you guys uh, give it? I, was, I, I had a hard time giving this a rating because I hate calling it bad because it was still fun to watch, but for what this should be for being a main event and being the type of match it was, it should be so much higher. I, I gave it five and a quarter stars. I'm giving it average five out of 10. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bump mine up and, and and say five and a half, make, make it one more even. Cause like I, I was more of in the line of, uh, I could go either way depending on how I felt about it. But the, uh, I think the problem is like the match itself compared to some of the other stuff on the card is, is actually not bad, but this match, like the way you're building this up, all the story inside of this, there be, there should be so much more payoff, right? Yeah. Should have been at least a twenty minute match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not um, not that tag team match. My God, you could have given this five more minutes. Five five minutes off of that tag match and five minutes added to this would have made a world of difference. This match was, I believe, sixteen minutes. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, but, but I think it this way though. Every war games match has to be a minimum of like that fifteen minutes. Like what you have to really base it on is how long were all of the men in the ring together, and it was like yeah. two minutes. Like Shockmaster yeah. got in there and like, like just did his best. Good for him to not like fall and trip over anything. But like God got in the ring, beat everyone up like with like three punches, long darted a few people, and then bear hugged Booker T. Uh. I mean, I mentioned like how the attendance was low for this event, mm-hmm. and also I, I kind of explained like, oh, you know, Texas as a state as a market's just kind of on its ass right now. But uh, also, don't blame them because the product's just not that good right now. Like you got, they want to see the people that still matter that are the stars. Obviously, it's just like that's only like a quarter of the card, though, if you want even want to call it that. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't care about any of the other shit. Right. Uh, Flair and Rude stole this show, and it was petty theft. 
as Mr. Cornette would say. <laughs> all the heels won titles and fuck finishes. Kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, did that happen? Like, there, there, was, there was three title matches and all the heels won them in fuck finishes. <laughs> not saying it's bad because, I mean, the Nasty Boys win was whatever. They get, I guess they're giving up on Roma and Anderson. <coughs> the Nasty Boys are a, a heel team that's not wrecking crew or something. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, and they did announce Halloween Havoc. Oh, it'd be Cactus Jack and Vader spin the wheel, make the deal. And I'm like, well, that's going to probably be a good match. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't be and, worse than 92. And, uh, <laughs> and then there's going to be Flair and Rude 2 uh, there as well. That's probably going to be a good match. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this show a 5.8 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10 because of Rude and Flair and also Regal and uh, uh, fuck. Steamboat. <laughs> Steamboat, there we go, yeah. Yeah. yeah I also gave it a, a, a 6 out of Yoshi Kwan. I gave it a 6 out of 10 as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird because it's like it's there's definitely some uh, like heavy lifting being done by if it weren't for the fact there was such a good match on this like if that flare rude match would have just been like instead of great it would have just been good it would have just been down like this match like this card overall does not hold up nearly as well no I mean legitimately there was only two good matches on the card yeah. Like so, two, two good, two, one great match, one good match, and one match that was all okay. Like, uh, okay, yeah, in the, in the uh, Orndorf uh, Scorpio match. Oh, I thought you were talking about the war games. The war games should not be okay. Is no, it, I, I don't even know if I'd call it. I, it's like I give it that rating, but like it's a big disappointment because the war games match should have stole the show, and it was so flat. Yeah, can't do that. <clears throat> It's like it's like okay Royal Rumbles. They suck. Mm-hmm. And the worst part too is like the the air had already been sucked out of the room once already because of that tag title match. Flair oh and, and Rick Rude brought that crowd back to life, and then the War Games match happened, and it was like, oh, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Thanos snapped his fingers during this like ending too, because then they start painting the crowd, and people like left. Like, people were just missing in the crowd. <laughs> so, like, definitely people were p- fucking pissed. Like, nope, I'm getting out of here. Like, it's not worth staying. I want to get drive home early. You think they so. killed the town? Maybe. Yeah. Dead. It's that, that old saying yeah. from the territory days. is like, they, you kill the town. You either do it on purpose or by accident. Oh, it definitely wasn't on purpose. This, <laughs> this is what I'm trying at the moment. It was on accident. <laughs> if, if, it, if it happened, it was manslaughter. Because, like, this is uh, this is one of those deals where they're trying. By the way, the, the pay-per-view buy rate for this show was 0.46. That's fucking terrible. Back then, yeah, that's even, that's, wow. Like, being not even close to one. Like, not even being close to one is, like, that's that's not good. Uh, much less higher than that. But, yeah, it was pretty miserable. So, it. 
It's not holding up well. WCW is not, not looking too good. Oh, it's starting to look like future plans are, are going to be just relegating it to pay-per-views for 94. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pay-per-views and special events, I should say, because they still do clash their champions. So. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um. So what we got next in the docket, by the way? Are, are you going to come back to us and tell you tell us what you think of that raw that we talked about in the beginning i might i might watch it on some free time and just write really rudimentary notes not not anything like how i usually do because mm-hmm. <clears throat> man you should see my raw file for like the the it just gives you a taste of like the kind of notes i write i think it's like 50 pages <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like print that out in a book. I'm pulling up the, the schedule right now. So are, I don't, don't are we doing the last are we doing the last WCW Saturday night? Uh we are month, at least, right? Yeah, we're gonna finish the month, but like uh yeah, I I feel like we're leaning towards fuck it, stick to pay-per-views for after that. Yeah, that, I think so. I, I'm I'm all for that because this is getting pretty difficult to watch. Yeah, so there's uh, WCW Saturday night on Saturday 25th. Mm-hmm. There's Raw on September 27th. And remember, 1993, y'all. 93s. <coughs> All right. COVID. Yeah, I got the coof now. Um, if you want to uh, make sure you watch those, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, soon we're going to be doing the Nemesis Project. Me and Zach, I just have to finish uh, Resident Evil 8. I'm, I don't know why I had to think about that for a second. Um, and so, then... Uh, yes, 7. I'm sorry. We're going to do 8 again, but that's later. <laughs> yeah. A podcast for Surpassed Metal Gear. Um, Andy needs to finish uh, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. But until next time, guys, remember... To get some color. Peace, Britta. Choo-choo.